You know, that was the one thing that I was thinking about the most, about the video uh, potential for the video conferencing uh, show, was how the hell am I going to make the echo on the Yoohoo? <laughs> no, really. Now that that was one of my... Worry about that. I know. It would, that, be, it would be the step behind the curtain. That was yeah, a huge concern. That, 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 that scares me. All right. Let's oh, my God. It is, it is fucking static in there. It's like watching codes go by. Yeah. yeah Here really. we go. It's like I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> hamana, hamana, hamana. There's, there's a chick in a red, in a red dress. Eleven o'clock comics, episode one hundred. Woo, motherfucker! Woo, 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 Yay, 100. Tangled up in this piece. Woo-hoo. Nuts. 100 episodes is nuts. It's fun, and I'm, I'm a bit relieved that David hasn't pulled the diva act yet. Because... Oh, so you're good. Okay, good. All right. It's your time. Every episode, I put the headphones on, you get down to record, and I'm just crossing my fingers up. Shows up. Yeah, you know, it's horrible. It's like you're going to cancer. Oh, <laughs> I was going to have, baby. Talk about a conversation stopper seeing as how you are a cancer survivor. It's kind of hard to rip off. <laughs> you bet you. I'm, I'm on top of the heap. You cannot beat that. Unheard of. <laughs> Alrighty, that's all for this week's show, folks. We're done. Thank you for being here. We'll be here for another one. You betcha. Absolutely. You know this. I know, I do. Everybody, look at this. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 100. Amazing. I am Vince B. Hi. Yes, you are. And I'm Christopher Naisman. I'm David Price. And yes, back again, I am Augustus Medici. (laughs) No, you're not. You're... You're Jason Wood. That's What's who you up, are. Bitches? Oh, this is lovely. <laughs> we have a chat room full of antsy motherfuckers just waiting with bated fingers, I guess you could say, to participate in this monster. Uh, and originally, you know the, the score, we've promised this would be a video simulcast type thing on Ustream, but yeah. it, tur- it turns out U- U- Ustream sucks the big old nasty one. It's horrible. Uh, it does. You would think that in a in a technology technological society as our own that we would just be able to press a button. You know, we're all plug and play. Press a button and join in, like in Skype. Just join a video conference. But it's not that easy, and it's a monster yeah. to configure. And the thing that killed it for us was this massive ten second delay. Yeah. So instead yeah. of that, instead of that, we are going with an awesome uh, chat room uh, simulcast. So uh, we got a bunch of people, a bunch of people in a chat room, right. and it seriously is like watching code go by all the different conversations in there. So I think we're going to be taking uh, questions throughout the evening and uh, interacting with the chat room, which is dangerous for us because we can lose uh, focus on the on this <laughs> here show. So we will yeah. learn how to do that. We all know we love to stay focused here. I'm yeah. going to pick. Oh, yeah. Red exactly. pill, red pill for me. But anyway, this <laughs> train wreck in the making has been sponsored by DCB Comics Service Discount Comic Book Service DCBService.com. There we go. 
where you can get your books. As you know, I did not prepare for this. I literally got done with the intro and all the voicemails like five minutes ago. Sweet. Uh, Because we were messing with the video things. Uh, You can get all your books at spectacular discounts, anywhere from 35 to 75% off. They do this spotlight uh, on certain titles every month where you'll get at least 50% off. And uh, on the lower price ones, like say you can get Joe the Barbarian number one was a buck. We got it for a quarter. Mm. Massive discounts. iZombie, first issue, a quarter. Mike Allred coming out. Oh, uh, so. awesome. Yeah. So, and also, they are sponsoring something called the Summit City Comic Con, where you could learn more about this at www.summitcitycomiccon.com. It's one word. Uh, May 22nd, 2010. It's coming up. $10 general admission. If you're an artist, you get a big ass six foot long table for free, bitches. All profit. Love it. So some of the guys that are going to be there are buddies and amazing talents in their own right. Andy Jewett, Ben Teed, Chris Burnham, Dave Wachter, Guns of Shadow Valley. Go check it's it out. Wachter. It's Wachter. Wachter. Jim Heffern, Jim Nelson, uh, Jim Rube, John Colsar, Jonathan D. Gordon, Matt Gross, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, Mike Schwartz, Ocean First, Woot, Jay Andrew Sternitsky is going to be there. From the short stack, oh, Robert yeah. Atkins, Ryan Stegman, Sean Pryor, PKD Media, Steve Bryant, the awesome, awesome, I love this man even more now, Mr. Tim frickin' Seeley. And we'll talk about uh, this later. Love Tim. A- and Zach, the contingent Crucy, will be there with his own uh, Roswell memorabilia. So check that out. Order and number five. Exactly. You can get an extra 8% off your DCB service order if you're a first-time customer by typing in the code EOC8. That's EOC8. You'll get an extra 8% on top of this huge Wumba discounts. It's amazing. So thank you, DCBService.com, for sponsoring us. You know, I've come to a I've come to a very difficult decision about the, uh, the Summit CityCon. Yeah. What, I've decided to- that I'm going to pop the question to Jim Rugg. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Dude, Rug is a. Uh, everybody's jumping on the Rug bandwagon now, huh? It's because he's yeah. great. He's oh, for he. Yeah, I'm happy to see it. I hope uh, Aphrodisiac uh, is selling like a, a like a a motherfucker. I like to yep. think we have a little bit to do with that. Uh, I'd like to hope so. Yeah, <laughs> one or two copies anyway. By the way, did you see that badass sketch that uh, uh, our forum member, his name's escaping me right now, but uh, got it at uh, at Emerald City from Rug? Oh yeah. It's a, it's aphrodisiac with his hands covering, uh, uh, who yeah. was it, uh, Mary Jane's titties, right? Mary Jane's titties. Nice. <laughs> Jason said titties. All right. Titties. Hey, so hey um, I got a question for you guys. Okay. Did you receive a package in the mail? Yes, I did. Um, why don't you guys, we, there were express instructions to not open these packages until until the the recording. So have yes, you guys they opened? were very explicit instructions. So shall, about shall, we, shall we open the packages now? Yeah, let's do All it. Right. All right, go for it. You could tell because it's you get the sound effects of the ripping, yeah, wait, the ripping that. and the tearing and the shredding. Right. It's I, I would, I would, while we're opening these, I would like to say that uh, um, uh, Tim Rackerich, the awesome freaky tiki. Uh, sent us all uh, boxes, which may or may not explode. So this may be the last episode of Around Comics or Around Comics. Oh Around Jesus! Comics of 11 of- yeah, oh my! Uh, I'm a pre- I'm preparing for this weekend. Uh, this may, this may be the last episode of Eleven O'clock. I I called it bullpen bulletins this day when I was leave- today whenever I was leaving work and telling Sal that that he could jump onto Skype. So dude, uh, I, I, he- I opened the box. 
Yeah. Guess whose face was staring at me? Uh, I know who. Holy shit! Jack Kirby. Yeah, on a cigar. Yeah, you know it. That's, and there's a lay in here. Oh, ah, mm-hmm. oh, damn. What's the matter? Oh, what, 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 what kind of liquor did you get? We also have a letter here. I, I, I will wait. I, I will wait to uh, let you know what uh, what beverage I have included in this package. Oh. Um, hey, 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 Vince, what, do you guys want to read each one of your your entries? Um, Vince, why don't you start off and, and read the read the intro in your entry? Did you peruse this box before? Uh, oh, uh, I can't do that. No, him. No, no, I'm saying I can't. I can't read my entry because it's upstairs. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no, I'll. I, I, no, my my. I just pulled it out of the box. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I opened mine about a half hour ago. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> Freaking cheater. Yeah, I know. I cheated. All right. Tiki says, "Hey, fellas, I just want to start off the celebration in a proper fashion with shots. I wanted to buy you boys around to get this party started. Vince B in bullface." I send you, my fellow Italian brother, Sambuca. Love it, Sambuca Romano. It's what we Italians celebrate with on joyous occasions. At least that's what my Italian grandmother taught me in my youth. The licorice taste represent the sweet description you massage our ears with. That's nice. And this was even cooler. The shot glass is a tiki cup. Yes, yeah, I got a tiki cup as well. Very nice. Now, how much of this shit do I put in here? Like fill it all the way up, or just like uh, two fingers, or what? I know uh, you're gonna I tell would, me. I would. Well, I would pretty much fill it to the to the top. Hey, all right. I'll well, tell you what. On. I'll be right back. I'll go get it. Hold on. You go get it. We'll have David read his list. Ah, think that for my quiet friend, I present Jose Cuervo. Look at the that. The reason I just want to see what the fuck happens after David does a shot of tequila. Tequila is a very special drink compared to any other. I always tell customers that unlike any other liquor that you may have had, you can remember every time you had tequila. They always tie into memories, some good, some bad. I'm I'm putting my lay on. I got it on. It smells so good. This is why we should have a video. And, And seriously, I am quite relieved we don't have the video because... Even though I got all dolled up for tonight, I just I did shaved. not want to see my big head on the video. <laughs> you don't have a big head. You have right, a very so nicely I, shaped head. So I read mine? You read uh, it. Uh, Naisman, my German friend, I bring you the Homeland Jägermeister. Nice. Nice like little Chris, a complex drink. So many ingredients make up this elixir that neither the man or the drink can be summed up in a simple way. And... Okay. Uh, I'll just have to say that uh, in uh, in my my younger indiscretions, um, I had sworn off Jägermeister after uh, a couple a couple bad experiences. Have you guys seen The Hangover? Not yet. Actually, it came today. It um, well, whenever you watch that, that is what Jägermeister can do to you. And uh, I had a couple of those experiences with it, so I will have my first shot of Jägermeister. In about- Ten years, uh, uh, because of Mr. Uh, Mr. Freaky Tiki. Yeah, but I have found that Jägermeister is actually a wonderful after dinner drink. It's 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 one that that's that you're you're supposed to drink to kind of you know settle your stomach after a big meal. But uh, Germans don't fuck around. So um, I will I will hopefully enjoy the Jägermeister. So thank you very much, Tim. Nice, Jason. You back? I am back, players. <laughs> All right. All right. 
Wood. What else can I get for you but Goldschlager? You're our Wall Street guru, bringing the business acumen to every discussion. But no listener should be fooled by the pretty glistening of the metallic flakes because the drink hides the cinnamon fire like oh, our man. boy Wood's sharp tongue. Look at that. Nice, Tim. You the man, kid. Yeah. I think he was a little off on Chris's description, but hey, you got to thank the guy for what? sending this stuff. What? <laughs> uh, excuse me? <laughs> he called no, you complex. Um, yeah, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Vince, sometimes you, you just have to throw it out there how it is. There are players <laughs> to the onion, but sometimes you have to be a sledgehammer. And they all make us cry. I'm just, an ogre. Just, just to smash <laughs> through the poop. <laughs> All right. You know, we received, and thank you very much, Tiki. Thank you, Tim. I know we give Tim a lot of crap, and he gives us a lot in return on the forum, because we like to throw it back and forth. But Well, we can because we're friends. That's the that, thing. Yeah. Wow. You just went where I was wanting to go. There you go. It, it wouldn't be possible if we didn't care for the guy, and, and he's just amazing, so giving and attractive. Yeah, and just, I'm looking, I'm giving the love. No, no, I'm he's not. A but guy. He's a good comics fan. Do we do this shot right now? Yeah, let's do it. I ain't doing it. I'm stepping this bitch. Hold on. All right, come on. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Muscle Tov. Yes. <laughs> oh, bitches, oh, right oh, on my nose. Oh, Lordy, Big Gordy. Holy <laughs> shit. My, my, my nozzle cavity. You know <laughs> I, I have right. a bottle of Cuervo in the freezer, and it <laughs> still fucking burns. There's no reason to keep it in the freezer because it never goes down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but nice. this you know is what? going right up here next to my little Maker's Mark bottle. Thanks, Tim, very much. Screw it. I'm going to drink the whole bottle. I got a little bit left. Here it goes. Attaboy. Chris Say is bye-bye. over there with the NyQuil. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Good night, <laughs> that all. Is, that is some good stuff. I'm going to recycle that bottle. But. <clears throat> all right. Ooh, all right. Wait, wait, wait. We did receive a nice amount of uh, emails congratulating us on our 100th episode. Oh, yeah. No one before, told us to fucking stop. Um, there are. There were some more voicemails sent in today that have not made their way to Vince. So we might well, have a few congratulatory voicemails that will be littered over the next couple of weeks, I guess. Right. Thank you, David. Right. But but uh, one in particular summed it up really well. Uh, I don't want to read them all because we'd be here for a while. There were, I was surprised. There was a lot of emails that came in. Uh, this is from Devin, Dr. Teeth on the forums. He mm-hmm. just wanted to send us a quick email saying, in honor of the 100th episode of 11 O'Clock Comics, he won't be able to participate this evening. Aw, but I wanted to add my congratulations and thanks to the pile that is inevitably going to flood you all. Vince, although I don't always agree with the things that get you excited, your enthusiasm is always infectious, and the way you talk about art makes me wish I could get different eyes. Just as long as they're not David's. Thank you for yes. all the passion you put into everything. David, my man, without you starting Marvel Noise, I wouldn't have given 11 o'clock a try. So thanks for thanks for both of your podcasts. Although you're not always as vocal as your co-hosts, your comments... They don't let me... Your, mo- your, oh, moments, your moments of stealth humor are always killer, all caps, and your well-thought-out commentary on what you've been reading is always an invaluable contribution. Chris, it was listening to 11 o'clock that led me to Around Comics, and as sad as I am to see that go, it was fantastic to hear you in a different environment. <laughs> at, at least I still have the slightly sauce, slightly surly, 11 o'clock Chris Neesman to entertain me. You get so intense, all caps, about comics, and it's always great to hear your perspective. Although your love of bourbon confuses me, your love of comics is an inspiration. What? Yeah, I don't know. What? He doesn't like bourbon. I can't Yikes. blame him. Mr. Wood. Well. 
Thanks Rude. for being. I ain't thanks- even stop reading that fucking email now. Thanks <laughs> for being. <laughs> Thanks for being so. It's always great to hear you talk about something you've discovered that gets your blood pumping. You're usually just so upbeat and peppy, I had that part, that you are a pleasure to <laughs> listen max. to. You're also the guy on the show that I most identify with. I often find myself thinking something that you will bring up a minute or two later, so thanks for reading my mind, I guess. Oh, the man is a player, true. Yeah, I often have a hard time talking about the things I like without sounding like an idiot, but I had to try something. So thanks, gentlemen of 11 O'Clock Comics. Without you, I would have stayed in my comfort zone, only rarely reaching out to try anything new. Without you, I would never have had the courage to make plans to go to a comic convention. Oh, yeah. Today, though, I'm heading. I'm reading work from a lot of different creators. Have discovered a great community of comics lovers. Am going to NYCC in October. Woot! Yes. And, and have almost entirely abandoned the concept of a comics budget. In quotes. Nice. You even make me want to start my own podcast, if just for the remote possibility that one day I might be called to fill in when one of you can't make it. Oh, come on, that'll happen. Ah, well, a man can dream, can't he? Thanks for everything, you guys. Well, except for the budget part. That was from Dr. Keith <laughs> Devin. That was awesome. Cool. But that, that nice. pretty, he pretty much said what everybody else said in, in a manner of speaking, and not to, to, to shun everybody else, but there weren't just enough time to, to read it all. Then so, I but, can do without us giving us a swelled head. The, yeah, I don't need the reach around. We, we the, do this because we like I, it. I have a head do right a pre- now, but it's not, it's not upstairs, if you know what I'm saying. Because you've been reading, reading about yourself in the damn chat room. Now, aside right. from now, I, I wasn't expecting. I honestly wasn't expecting to find what I to find what I found in the box Tim sent. So I do have a drink with me. Are we still doing the roll call tonight? As yeah. do I. Yes, because my done. It is St. Patrick's Day, by the way. See, and, that, and how great is it that St. Patrick yeah. had his holiday on our 100th episode? It just it all kind of gelled together. together nicely. All right, let's do a drink roll call. Yeah. Nice. Mr. Price, what are you drinking? Fisheye Cabernet Sauvignon from 2006. It is a, uh, this is actually for Claude. This is for Tin Man on our forum. Um, he loves the Fisheye Shiraz, which I haven't been able to find yet. Uh, the Merlot is good. The Cabernet Sauvignon is not bad. I think I prefer the Merlot, and I'm still on the lookout for the Shiraz. So this is a nice red wine. Awesome. You go. You, what would you be without the grape? Nothing. Nice he is. He, he loves. The, he loves the grape. I do. Jason. Uh, well, it is St. Patrick's Day, and uh, my office is uh, is on the avenue where the St. Patrick's Day parade goes by. So I was regaled all day long with uh, with the parade, and uh, <laughs> I, I had to uh, celebrate like any good Irishman. So I have two things sitting in front of me. In addition to the shot, I have uh, a bottle of Bushmills uh, Irish whiskey sitting here with uh, a shot glass and. I have some harp, which uh, I know is, makes Chris unhappy, but it's uh, it's my Irish beer of choice. So. Oh, wow. Harp drinker. Uh, Vince. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'm glad you're all having a great, great time on this uh, day, but I have absolutely no connection to St. Patrick's Day. So, I mean, my mother-in-law is Irish, and she's all giddy and, you know, pinching herself over the day. But to me, an average day. I'm drinking black and tan. Uh, it would be an Irish drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was gonna get Killian's just as I could yeah. join in. Oh, but what's what's what? You don't should have got Odul's. Uh, now, Jason, you might be able to verify this. I've I've talked to I've, I've talked to Irishmen that in Ireland don't really want to call it a black and tan 
because black and tan is the colors that the English um, uh, police would wear in Ireland. Uh, well, that's yeah. I was going to say uh, they don't. Black and tan is not commonly served in Ireland. I mean, and yeah. I see this only from the. I've only spent uh, ten days of my life there, but but yeah. you are correct there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's what I thought. That's what but I thought. happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone who cares. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, big big you know, time. Everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. That's right. No. Uh, and that's no. why I'm drinking a gin martini. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Man, that's that buka. Woo. Good <laughs> stuff. Huh? My skin is burning. I'm I sorry. got green. I got green olives in there. Nice. Wait, 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 blue cheese. Yes, but of course. All right. All right. Now, when all you fucking assholes come to Chicago, we're gonna go out for Chicago style pizza, and I'm gonna make you all drink a gin martini with blue cheese stuffed olives. Can Shepherd's you feel pie. the? Can you feel the love in this room? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting all tingly. Hey, this is Dallas from the forums. Uh, I want to say. Gail Simone is a class act, and she is a good writer. I put her up there against any other writer out there, Marvel or DC. And uh, I'm going to miss her off of Wonder Woman. I'm glad she's still doing Secret Six, and I look forward to Birds of Prey. I urge people to try Secret Six because she, she writes her ass off of that book. Um... And also, Greg Rucker did a hell of a job on the Wonder Woman, Black as Night tie-in. No matter what anybody says, it was an important tie-in. It was a fun one to read. I'm glad he did it. The art was beautiful on that uh, with Nicola Scott. Um, and it's just good stuff. It's just it's just good stuff. I'm loving Black as Night, and uh, I'm enjoying the siege too. So it's good when when uh, big-name books, you know, crossover are giving you something that you enjoy. So they have been doing that. So peace out, try those. I'm trying local. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm doing a little thing where I'm going to read local and give, uh, give an indie, as they say, an indie book a try. I'm not that much of a fan on black, black and white books, but... I'm going to give it a try. I did. I read the first two chapters, and they weren't bad. They were pretty good. Uh, Megan, you can t- I can see so far that she's pretty uh, naive, and uh, she's a bit of a flake. But uh, I'm looking forward to keep reading it and see what happens. So, later. What say we talk about comics? Did y'all read what... Um, we were supposed to read for this episode? No. Nah. You didn't? No. I did. What, what were we supposed to read? Well, um, I, I don't think we planned it in advance. It's just that today no. happened to be that, that, that Siege number That day. What, Siege, what, what, Siege I, number oh, yeah. Th- yeah, I, I read Siege I, number three. I have to read what you fucking tell me to read now? No. Did you, you read... Did you or did you not read Don't seats? people buy shit based on your recommendations, dude? Damn. Hey, yeah. I, you know, it's you know, sometimes I want to be my own fucking man, all right? <laughs> as as nice mean try. and surly as I am. <laughs> nice try. Now, did, did you read it or not? No, I haven't read it yet. Oh, man, it's awesome. It, it is awesome. It oh, is awesome. Hey, there, there's a goddamn surprise. No, it's oh, really awesome. It's... It's a fanboy moment through the entire, I don't know how many pages. There's a fucking shock. 
No, it's really good. It it's exceptional. And and I said I heard, I said, I heard Nor- Norman Os- Osborn finally got fucking punched in his little pussy face. He did. He did. <laughs> and uh, I had to send Pat a message and I said, "Pat, you know, I have to do this. I don't want to do it, but I got to apologize. Next time you see Bendis, tell him I said I'm sorry for shitting on Siege <laughs> number one. Because, you know, the don't, last two. Don't, don't, they still got one issue to go. Don't oh, the last two. They I can't screw it. There's no care. way they can yeah. screw it up. This, they, they could have ended it with this one, but no. This yeah, was, you're right. It, and and my, my geek out moment was, I mean, aside from, from the punch, was Tony in the armor yeah. that I first fell in love with. You bet yeah, baby. Yeah. And that's what I saw. And oh my God, did my pants get tight in the front. I know. And it was like Tony Stark. You know, who cares? He's a dick. But nope. They've, they've, managed, they've managed to elevate him beyond the dickiness. And now I care about Tony again. That is a, uh, a testament to the talents of Mr. Matt Fraction. But Bendis did good things. I mean, the comeuppance for Osborne was not delivered by an Avenger. Nope. It was delivered by, by the, the person it should have been. Is that's uh, Peter, Spider-Man, clocked right. him right well, in the that, face. That, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. And I have to apologize to, uh, I think it was Extor Punk, and who else was it? Greg One CA on the Greg forum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they said, uh, you know, I didn't. They didn't really care for the fact that Norman had makeup on. I was like, what? What are you talking about makeup? It was a goblin mask. And was, yeah. lo- looking at it again, no, it's it's makeup. But see, it was it was fitting because he's he he fucking lost it. The dude mm-hmm. is the dude hasn't been wrapped. Oh, he's bonkers! Yeah, uh, crazy, so crazy. The fact that he he puts on the makeup before he puts. I mean, it, it would have been even crazier if the armor had the makeup on in front. But it was it it was so fitting, and it just it it just shows how decayed his his mind is and how far gone he is. It just, I mean, it, yeah, Norman under a good on a good day. Uh, displays a lot of aberrant behavior, but actually going through the motions of putting on the goblin makeup underneath yeah. the Iron Patriot armor—that's just freaking know, right? weird. That—that—that's—that's that's Roger was- Roger Waters, not Roger Waters. Um, <laughs> well, that John Waters weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it's, strange. And 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 kudos to Koipel and and Morales and Mark oh, for for just yeah. showing how crazy. I mean, even without Bendis's words, you just you can see how nuts this man is but dude who called it last issue i mean it doesn't helen keller would have been able to call this but i what i tell you everybody versus norman in issue three issue four everybody versus the void that's the way it's playing out and it's it's so fitting though the destruction of asgard was incredibly well done that double page spread oh my god you can almost feel the shockwave from that i'm telling you man chris i'm telling you this is music to my ears because you you were so hating on it after that first step. Yeah, first 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 well, come on, you like, gotta admit it was it limped out of the gate. I mean, see, if you were betting on this horse, you gotta admit. But then I no, read but it. David and, and I disagreed. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't. Yeah. Know, I, st- I still think can't admit it limped out of the gate. I still think the first issue was weak. All right. I don't. I don't know. I, I, it was, I don't it know. Was, it you guys think okay. that? Uh, do you guys think that they are gonna have both caps, or you think that he's just Steve's just cap for this, and then he's gonna stop being cap? Oh no! I think they're running with both. Yeah, so there'll be a cap on each team. You think? Yeah, like leading the team or whatever. Yeah, I'm down with that. I definitely, definitely, right? They wouldn't have invested in so much uh, of Bucky Bonds to just abandon them. He didn't have to stay captain. Mm, I, I, I I think they're, I think they're in a weird 
position where where Bucky has become a very fleshed out yes. and 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 interesting character that you know I and you never know what the original intention was, but Bucky is a great character, and you don't put great characters back in the vault if he had remained two dimensional and it's like okay we're going to tell the story and then Bucky's going to die or Bucky's going to go away and then we'll bring Steve back well it's like you know what hey we have a very interesting character here that we can tell some great stories with well you know what Mm -hmm. and I never thought I would say this but Bucky is a far more interesting character than Steve has been for I really want. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Brubaker did pretty awesome stuff with with the the Steve Rogers character uh, coming on to his run. But but Bucky, you can you can do some amazing stuff with that character. And if for my money, I would rather read about the Bucky cap than than the Steve Rogers cap right See, now. I don't, that, that, I, it's not, it's, a, it's not a bad it's not a bad problem to have. No, Steve, it's not. But, but but you can't you can't let Steve be the Boy Scout. You have to let him do some other things. And I don't know about that. I, I think it's, it's good that they have Bucky because he's the guy that'll go there. Even in yeah. Baker's run, when he said Cap would use Bucky because Bucky would go in and actually kill people. I mean, yeah. it, was, it wasn't explicit, but you saw Bucky with a gun blasting mm-hmm. away at the Nazis. That's what... Bucky's a killer. He's trained in that respect, and Steve's not. Steve's the good soldier, and he always will be. So I think that's nice little counterpart that you have to uh, someone who is by the book, and you have someone like Wolverine. God help me for comparing him to Wolverine, but it fits, though. You, you have a, a scrapper that can go in and actually do the dirty work that makes the 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 one that follows the rule. I mean, it, what it says is that rules have to be broken in order to achieve a goal. And yeah. Steve's not comfortable breaking those rules, so he has somebody who is. That's perfect. Yeah. Even though but, he wanted the government in civil war. But the, do you... Yeah. We, we all want to... We're always talking about, you know, why aren't there any new characters? Why, why, why can't... Would you consider Bucky a new character? Yeah. I mean, I've sure. been reading yeah. comics yeah, for yeah, what? In the, in the way that he's written, absolutely, he's a new uh, Yeah, but I never read any Bucky. The only Bucky I oh, read yeah, was, I know. It was, was the explosion. It's like, oh, yeah. that's a great dude, story. Dude. And, awesome. and that was that was fucking retconned. It's, yeah. yeah, I mean that yeah. that that didn't happen in Captain America comics. I mean that yeah. that was retconned in. So um, I, I, I'm raising a glass to the man who needed a bodyguard this past weekend, Ed Brubaker, for actually, yeah, for 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 making people. Give a crap about Cap Sidekick, who we barely know. <laughs> I will say, though, uh, after reading Siege number three, Marty and I came to the same conclusion. We di- extremely dislike the moniker of Speed. The, so we've changed uh-huh. his name to Fasto the Running Boy. <laughs> a a, a, a mu- much more imaginative uh, title for the, the lad. But uh, looking through this issue, oh, good God, it's perfect. I you know it's and so it does pretty. it doesn't pain me to say that because it's it's so good we get Quapel Thor just the expression on Thor's face when he's battling <laughs> the Sentry and he's like no and he's he's stunned he, the is, guy is, is, is Sentry gonna die at the end of this I would I, think I he'll don't be know banished. you know right. I think I think the Void might I don't know about the Sentry. No, I think I think they're gonna push. Yeah, I think they're gonna push the Sentry Void out. They won't. He's way too powerful. You can never kill anybody. But I think he'll be gone for a good long while. And then if somebody (laughs) sometime wants to bring him back and dust him off, then that's always a possibility. But this is gonna be a cap. 
Can we call Mulligan? <laughs> no, I mean everybody needs a uh that that one character they love to hate, and I think Sentry fits that bill really, really well. Yeah, he's pathetic. He really is, and and, and you you well, need it, a pathetic you know, it, character to uh, elevate the uh, the non pathetic characters. The, the vo- <laughs> how are they going to beat the void? Are they going to make him cry? Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm very interested to find out. It, it's not only the void. It looks like friggin' Cthulhu void. <laughs> yeah, you got, I know it's nasty. It's very Punt. Lovecraftian, which is cool. Punt. What What do you mean, punt? Oh, the the whole century void deal. It's no, I think this has punt. been building for a long time. Th- this yeah, is I agree. this Seven is a nice a nice capper to, to to the end of this uh, the whole mess. And it's it's very worthwhile. Oh man, Chris! It's like se- seven years of dental surgery. All right, must, celebration must of you, episode must, 100. Nice. Must you be negative? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Chris, you you have not only um, Norman's comeuppance in this, but I mean, he, the president allows Hammer to be taken down. Yes. They, yeah, they he's com- like just yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll okay, I'll read it. I get my yes, books tomorrow. Yeah. I'll read and, it. And 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 yeah, and the little. Fucking rats, scurry! You have you have you have Songbird, you have Miss Marvel, and and Hawkeye in quotes. They're like, all right, well, I, I guess we better get out of here. It's like people, are, and then Hood shows up, and then he's that was it. He he shows up with the crew, and then everybody gets slapped down. And it was just, I mean, things happen pretty quickly, but it it worked. I, I never went back and said, well, what the hell happened to the Hood? I didn't care. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't care, but it's like. The action was so fast. I wasn't, I wasn't keeping score to see who was getting what, and it, it just all of a sudden the dust settled. Norman got punched, and and then starts screaming because he's the only one who's supposed to be able to keep him in check. And it was just, it was just, it was beautiful. <laughs> he, got, he got punched. I don't want to. I mean, because I can't, I can't describe it other than that. I mean, just just the fact that I mean, of course, Spidey's a wise ass, but it it just it. You said it, Vince. It's it, it, it's perfect. It's so pretty. It's I, I thought it was well written. I thought everybody sounded like themselves. As, as yes, I have a tendency yeah. to, to to bitch if someone doesn't sound right. So I mean, it, every it, it, it really it is true. It, it really did. I, all the notes were hit. I, I mm-hmm. thought it was beat for beat. A, a great well, great issue. Tr- transitioning from from what you just said about all, everybody sounding right. Um, not coincidentally, uh, another comic allegedly written by one of the same Brian Michael Bendis read decidedly differently from that regard <laughs> last week. And what are you uh, talking I'm talking about? about Powers number three. Oh. Is that, is that a segue? Because. Yes. I, think oh, I don't think we were done with Siege, were we? No, come on. I don't want to. I mean, it just came out. We have a chat room of 100 people that are dying to. All right. I just want to say one thing before we end this. And it has almost nothing to do with Siege other than the fact that Thor kind of lapses into that God speak where when he says Odin's eye. Yes. During during battle. And that doesn't bother me. But then I was thinking, there's a character that that kind of talk does bother me, and that's Wonder Woman. Whenever she's oh, in battle, and, and and she'll say, Great Hera, or, you know, Gaia's Cradle. That bugs the <laughs> shit out of me. You know really? why? And I was thinking, I was trying to come to the, the conclusion why that bothers me, and I went back to Conan. Because when Conan oh. when Conan was in battle, he'd say Crom's blood. Yeah. Or, but, but here's the difference: when Conan says it, he's cursing. Yeah, uh-huh. that uh-huh. that is definitely a curse. But when when Wonder Woman says it, she's praying, 
That's it's what like, bothers it's me like about his it. his version of for folks sick. I, you know, right, I'm serious. You know, in a, you know, they're doing that in all the Superman books now too. With their oh, right. son, yeah. oh, Rao, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but uh, that's the distinction I can make when it, it's it's the the difference between a curse and a prayer. And and I I obviously I mean, gee, you must be stunned. I like the curse better than, than the prayer. But that's well, just a brief aside. Yeah, it works for one. Uh, I mean, it does. You're right. It does work for one one, but it, that doesn't mm-hmm. make it tick me off any less. So, yeah. <laughs> Gee, shocker. Yeah. So what I was getting at was, and this is, I can't take credit for this idea, but I, I have to 100 percent agree with it. Um, uh, on uh, this past uh, week's iFanboy, uh, Connor brought up the point that, uh, and you know, Powers has pretty much been his favorite, one of his favorite series for you know since its inception. He, he absolutely adores the book, and he was just stunned uh, about Powers number three, and that you know if he, that he noticed in the after reading it, he said, "Wow, this is the worst issue of Powers I've ever read by far." Really? And he he said it was so disappointing because, again, he loves loves the book. And he said he immediately realized that it just wasn't Bendis dialogue. It just didn't read like a Bendis book at all. And he thought about it a little bit. And then he looked and he noticed that the credits didn't say written by Brian Michael Bendis. It said powers created by Brian Bendis and Michael. It was was Oming scripted? Right. So then he said, wait a minute. I've read some stuff that Oming's writing, including God Uh Complex. Huh? And he started letter. looking. He compared them. And he said, "Oh my God, I think Oming wrote the dialogue for this for this issue, but they're not really publicizing that and sort of letting him, you know, take take a a shot at it." And he's like, "If that's true, you could really tell." So I ran and read Power Three because I I had it in my stack, but I hadn't read it, and I got to completely agree with him. I mean, and you guys know I've talked recently about God Complex and 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 some of Oming stuff, and I love Oming as an artist, but I'm not a big fan thus far of his writing. See, and I, th- I still think you're right. nuts. Well, God Complex is not so, that but, bad. Uh, I think it's awful, but but either way, I do think Connor's onto something. I I honestly think Powers Number Three is not written by Ben. This I think. Well, let's look into this. And, yeah. Well, I, I'm curious to see if they'll own up to it one way or the other. But I mean, yeah, I, I do agree. Know, it, I think I think Omin's a good idea guy, and I think that he's that he's really strong when he works with another strong collaborator. Uh, I don't know if you guys had read the Cross Bronx. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think is some of Omin's best artwork. I think he was really stretching some some different um, some different muscles in that artistically. But I think Ivan Brandon really um, worked a lot of the scripting on that. And yeah, you know, you know, Omin, I I love his art, but I know that he not know. I assume that he wants to write more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm 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 gonna agree. I think okay, but. But not great, and maybe some of that is is living in the Bendis shadow. And oh my God, I'm going to throw out a Bendis compliment. When Bendis <laughs> when Bendis wants to, Bendis can write maybe the best dialogue in comics. It's it he has a fantastic talent for capturing the moment, and and in in the right book. He can be he can be perfect at doing that, and that's that's really hard to emulate in in a book, in a, especially a crime procedural like like Powers. That that's hard to emulate. I mean, you're you're gonna smell you're gonna smell a new writer like a fart in a car. So, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I, I do do you think? And just humor me for a second. Do you think that this may be a case of you being? 
reluctant to remove yourself from the proceedings? Like, because we do what we do here, we, we read, but we also review as we're reading. So you have two different hats on as you're reading this thing. You have your little fan hat that loves comic books, uh, any kind of comic books. And then you have the person that scrutinizes these things for, uh, in, in hopes of delivering some kind of learned opinion on them. Uh, maybe that person on the right, which is the uh, scrutinizer, is taking precedence over the fan. Like, I, and this is not to, try and mask the fact that maybe the work just isn't good. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but maybe, do you think that that's taking precedence? That maybe you're, you're being too critical of the work? And I, again, I'm not trying to, to uh, mask any kind of shortcomings from Oming because maybe they're there. I haven't read it. But when I read God Complex, I didn't see any of the glaring you know, dialogue problems that people have talked about well i mean i mean it it depends well but like you just said though i'm not the only one talking about it i mean mean, well that's true but like people are nuts so just because you share an opinion with a a decent amount of people that's not fair because the 98 percent of the world's gushing over batman and robin and that's you know i mean i my point is is that is that again connor it was interesting that connor mentioned it i ran and read the book and and i don't know bendis may have just been off this this month and and had a a rough go of it but i honestly agree with them that in reading it uh, it did not at all seem like a okay. typical issue of powers. I mean, you be the judge. You, I know you get the right. I will. It, yeah, I, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. But let me let me well, just put this in yeah, front of I mean, you. If you, you know, I mean, my 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 kind of going back on that and and on Vince's side is that if you jump on to writing, you know, and scripting for a a book that has been written by a guy that's known for his dialogue, yeah, sure, your, di- your dialogue better be fucking good. Yeah. Well, I agree. And to that end, though, see, and if this is true, and again, I don't, we may never know if it's true. It may be true, and they'll just say, yeah, we did it that way. Who knows? I don't know. But it seems that way. If that is what happened, I do think it's a little Bush League to not come out and say, Oming's doing the scripting this week, this month, because that yeah, was maybe. not assumed. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. But I'll tell you this. It but, was, but, it was but, so startling. I just want to say this. Number three was so startling to me that if number four is the same, I'm dropping the book. Oh, di- no, I'm serious. Oh. I'm, I'm dead. I'm not kidding you. I, All right. He, here's. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You well, I mean, as we, I, I read way too many comics to read stuff I'm not enjoying, and I can right. always come back to it. But number three was so startlingly displeasing to me in terms of what I've come to expect of powers that if four is the same, then I, I will likely not be reading the book, at least for a good oh, while. Okay. Well, what I wanted to say was, say you gathered a thousand people from all walks of life, different strata of society, and you slid a copy of Naked Lunch in front of them. I would guarantee that the majority of those people would consider that crap. They, they they would they would deem it unintelligible gibberish. But it's not that. And I'm not again. I'm just not trying to put a bandaid on this. But people have different pers- perspectives on these things and perceptions. So maybe that they're used to reading Bendis. This was a glaring error in in in. Craft. I don't know what I want to say, but I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I, I want to read it now. I, I think I got, I didn't get it yet. When did that come out? Last, uh, last week, last Wednesday. Yeah, so I didn't get it yet. I can't wait to. I'm going to have to read, read them all in one lump just to see what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lump. You, you can't drop powers, man. It's freaking awesome. Uh, it's, it, it's been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, awesome. hey, hey! Powers has been a book that's had a lot of peaks and valleys in it, but true, you know, true. It, it it always kind of finds its mean, and that's 
you know, fr- from its inception, pa- Powers is a good book, and and I, you know, I, it, it's co-created by by Bendis and Omin. So, hey, if Omin's gonna write an arc, hey, it's their book. He can, you know, he can do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah. you know w- whatever they whatever they want to do. It's, you know, it's not like Bendis is gonna abandon it. It's it's their, you know, especially with you know the fucking FX stuff in the, you know in the work so yeah but i I do agree with jason though if it if it was oming i do think they should have fessed up yeah 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 that would have been nice you know but it's co-created you know it's it's, yeah i mean it's it's co-created so right but are they reluctant to list when bendis does write it though because i haven't really looked does it really say written by bendis and drawn by oming or does it always say co-created by i don't know i don't know if that's changed yeah, I don't know if it changed when they relaunched it. I know it used to, but I don't. This one, two, three. I'm not sure if one and two did or not. All right, yeah. all right. I'm getting called out on this chat room for being fucking Debbie Downer. Can I talk about something <laughs> that I really yes. like? Yes, please. Yes, okay. do it. Because I like comics. I know it's it's a fucking shock for people. Um, <laughs> I I am I am I'm really surly. And it's Wood's fault and and and, uh-huh. Sal's, and, and Sal's fault because what? I because I've been I've been watching Deadwood for the last week. Ooh. Fucking cocksucker! See you, you're a man. fucking cocksucker. That, that is, oh, see, I, I envy you. I wish I could watch it again for the first time. It's it oh, is, it's it so is, wonderful. So, oh. yeah, really, it is it is amazing, and I love every second of it. And I'm just like. Ninety percent of TV needs to be Deadwood because it is, it I've is awesome. It. I mean, how do you? It, it's it's a show that makes somebody really despise Powers Booth. How do you hate Powers Booth? I don't I don't get it. And and the oh, fact he was easy to hate, but was <laughs> the show? He absolutely was. Yeah. I'm so bummed that 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 for whatever reason, whether it was creative differences or, or his character, I was kind of bummed that Mickey J didn't run the rest of the show, but it or. or at, stick around but i mean it was from when it started and the whole the town and and the hardware store and the oh man and wow bill (laughs) and and the piece of shit who actually shot him oh god and the cursing and the swearing (laughs) cursing is out of this world man Oh, oh my god it is amazing such a great character my favorite character though has got to be calamity jane Oh, Jane is awesome. Jane. She's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever she is, um, you know, for people that haven't seen it, uh, um, um, Wild Bill Hickok get, gets shot, and uh, um, and Jane has this kind of, you know, moment of drunken clarity, I guess, where she talks to another one of Bill's close friends, and, and she's like, "I'm I'm not gonna drink." in the place where he died but I'm a drunk and it's basically saying that that I have to leave it's like I'm not going to be this person here where he died but this is who I am now and so I have to move on and it it just the the entire show is amazing and but I'm going to bring it back to comics and we'll come back to Deadwood in a minute mm-hmm. um it got me in a in a in a frontiersman um, state of mind. Have you guys read Northwest Passage by Scott Chandler? No, no, no. really? Oh, I'm shocked. No. I, I had a feeling that that at least one of you um, would. Um, Who published it? It is by Oni Press. It is yeah. uh, written and drawn by Scott Chandler, 
and it um, uh, th- this came uh, in my last DCBS box. It is the annotated Northwest Passage, and mm-hmm. admittedly, I have not read the annotated part. I'm going to this weekend. Um, it was it was released in single issue form, and it takes place. Um, it is pre-revolutionary war by about 20 years i want to say it's a uh, like 17 1750s um and it is it is uh, frontier early america and it, it has a very um uh, true fiction feel to it where it's it's early english settlements it's it's a lot of the um uh the fur trading um on the uh us canada what would be the U.S. Canada border, and um, if you if you're a fan of of early American history and just just that kind of um, frontier era of America, it is it is fantastic. It's it's um, it's all centered around a story of of um, uh, an English fort. And um, this governor of, of the fort that is retiring and getting ready to go back to England for you, however many years. And um, there's a tremendous amount of backstory in the book about his earlier adventures and this this group of of frontiersmen that that were looking for the Northwest Passage, um, hence the name of the book. And that that would probably be my only. Um, my only nitpick on the book is that it is, it, you know, it's set at this time, but all of the backstory is what I was interested in. It's all of the adventures that these main characters had had in their past, and now all these guys are moving on in years, and so it kind of hints at what they've done, but it's it's now this this chain of events that <laughs> is, is happening. What? What? <laughs> Sour Mash asks, how can Chris be loving Northwest Passage? It's set in Canada and he hates us. <laughs> Actually, wait. I, I just read something that Pat wrote. Pat said, wow, Chris is capable of talking about something he likes. Ooh, burn. <laughs> well, burn. Pat, well, Pat, hey, tell Pat to read something that doesn't have a fucking Marvel sticker on it. Oh, no. You know, right. Pat reads Pat reads everything. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. So, Dude, you he'll crush you up great. It's Chesapeake Bay is, is where this takes place, and you mm-hmm. know what? I fucking curl so so because you know, <laughs> that, that beats everything right there. Jesus, yeah. it, it, it's like talking the fucking joke, people. God, um, no, it's uh, uh, my my only I, nit on on I this curl. book is is that is that I got more interested in the backstory and it left me really wanting for more. I wanted to read more about the backstory than I did about the the current story that was going on and you you get left with with kind of a cliffhanger and I, and I hope that Scott Chandler uh comes back and and does more of this because I want to go back and read the backstory. It's it's almost like Star Wars and like this really starts like episode 4. Okay. And, oh, that's neat. And, yeah. Oh, so it starts with the good stuff. Nice. Oh man, we're hate. I didn't have so much hate tonight. And a little, little yeah, no, hate. no, that that <laughs> okay. was that's not hate. That's truth. That's truth. 
but there's a whole generation of kids that think totally differently. You gotta get your yeah. mind wrapped around different perspectives, people. I have no problem. That with doesn't make the work I'm any still, better. It really doesn't, man. Just because he catered something to some kids. All I gotta say not. is, y'all, y'all treat Tom Baker who like it's a fucking holy grail. If that's not a case, <laughs> right. I don't know what is. No, no, fucking what? Now wood. I did. I did. I, I had an interview uh, that I did with Tom Fowler this this week for uh, for Mysterious. I, I really so, so, so so check out the the I uh, fanboy don't mess. And I talked to Tom for like seriously like two hours on on Saturday just about all sorts of bullshit. We had probably a half hour conversation about how you need to open your mind. <laughs> True. It was so. Funny. I love it. I don't. I don't watch one fucking geek TV show when I can open my mind. I love it. <laughs> Tom, Tom and I, I. I think I actually um, uh, sent him an email and said, whenever he comes to Chicago for C two E two, we're gonna walk you in a hotel room, Clockwork Orange style, and make you watch Tom Baker episodes <laughs> of, of Doctor Who. I'll bring the eye drops. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. It's That's hilarious. Awesome. So, but anyway, a, uh, a it, brief it, aside, Chris. No, did I, you I, was ever... gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna finish up and and move on. If you're a fan of Revolutionary Era America slash Canada, yes, my Canadian brothers, um, check out Northwest Passage. It's available um, through Oni Press, and the annotated version retails for a very paltry fifteen ninety nine. It's a great nice. story. Now, now, last week when we were on the subject of the BBC and Doctor mm-hmm. Who, and you brought up a show called Survivor, or was it Survivors? Survivors, Pluria. Nice, because I, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Which one? I saw the, the first one, the, the pilot. The 1970s version or the... No, the new one, the new one oh, the B- oh, from the BBC. Think? I yeah. thought it was really good. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, it's and, scary as hell, but it, it's it's awesome. Now, get this, the um, the... The pilot is the worst episode, and really, by the end of season one, you are absolutely hooked into it. And the season two cliffhanger has me really worried because they haven't announced if they're going to do a season three, and I'm praying that this series isn't done because I, I want I want more. Wow, it does but, have a Walking Dead yeah. feel to it. It really it does. does. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. want to catch it now because it seems right up my alley, but I uh, I got to add it to the DVR. But seeing um, the Doctor's companion, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, yeah. Um, she played uh, Jenny? No, the, uh, the mo- one of the most recent ones. The, uh, the, the, the black girl. What's her name? Yeah, the black girl. She, she, played, a, she played a character named Jenny. And oh, in the show, she, yeah. But yeah, what, what is, yeah. what's her name on, on uh, Doctor Who? I forget her, I forget her name. In, in doc- she was the Doctor. She was, I mean... She, she gets killed in the first episode. So yeah, it's like, she, she oh, was, my gosh. She, yeah, she was a doctor in Doctor Who, right? Oh, boy. Uh, oh. Actually, can, can we pause there for a second? Because, A, I have to pee, and, B, I need to get a drink, and, C, I need to get a um, um, a towel because I tipped over half Whoa. of these fucking uh, um, <sighs> shot on my I thought you came when we were talking about Siege 3. Okay. That, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <okay. laughs> I really wish I could light up this cigar, man. I'm bummed. No pause. Am I still still shitty? You are still shitty. You don't smell shitty, though, so that's a plus. Uh, Chris bringing the siege Um, hate. Everybody's loving siege. You got a whole 300 people in this chat room talking about how good it is. 
Oh, I should, piss, I should piss Chris off. And talk about the anchor now. No, um, we're, no, know, we, we got to chill that. on that because I think he's ready. To, I think he's going to lose it. I think he's not taking these chat digs too uh, too lightly. This is not. This he's is not, not getting cut. cut. <laughs> oh lord! <sighs> Episode one hundred. Woo woo! Happy century, Mark baby. Ah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Should we take a question from the audience? You know what? Yeah, somebody asked Vince a question. They wanted to know about... um, Ah, crap. Where is it? Uh, I think it was about Dick Tracy, Vince. Um, Vince, from from Dan Cassidy with a T-Y at the end. Vince, I'm reading the Dick Tracy Collected Editions. You ever read those kind of books from IDW? Wow. Am I still shitty? Yeah. yeah, so pretty stupid for me to ask this question, huh? Really? Huh. All right. Well, that was my that was my Vince moment of the episode. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Dan Papercut wants to know uh, when the four of us finally all get together at C two E two, who's passing out first? Uh, I would have to say, if we all drank equal amounts, Vince would be the first one to pass out. But I'm assuming he won't drink as much as the rest of us. So if any of us are going to pass out, it's probably going to be Chris. <laughs> uh, East Coast represent, baby. That's right. That's true. We're going to show the third. Oh, you sound good now. Yeah. Okay. Back to the Dick Tracy. While we're here, yes. I I love Chester Gould's style. Mm-hmm. I've never read any Dick Tracy. That's weird. Wow. It's strange, isn't big, it? Yeah. Big, oh yeah, that is. I mean, I'm but familiar. Warren Beatty movie. I I kind of liked it. I, I really enjoyed the Kyle Baker. Uh, uh, comics, yeah. but uh, no, I, I haven't really invested a whole lot of my my lifetime reading Dick Tracy. I, that should really change because I, I love the man's style. I really do. I have Dick Tracy strips in in compilations, or you know, the history of the comics books and the Smithsonian books with with uh, you know comic strip art in it. But I've never really read an ex- uh, I've never read an entire Dick Tracy adventure. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. It's They're sad. Wonderful. It's sad. Uh, who would win in a battle royal between Around Comics and Eleven O'clock Comics? Oh, we would we, definitely. We've, yeah, haven't we done so that so. question already? Yeah, that was dude, kind of have, hey, No, we have one more. No, we I'm, agreed. I'm, we I'm, agreed that AC would win because they're all uh, they're 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 tougher. Oh, they fight dirty. Why? Yeah, how, why are they tougher? Just the Chicago way. No, we 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 out. Dude, I, they're all lobby. Wait, are David not the only ones that remember our prior episodes? We talked about this. Yeah, No, they're all weighed down by that shitty pizza. So they're not. They're <laughs> not moving. Sure, yeah, that we agreed that Sal Sal is probably could take us all on by himself. And then right. That's Chris. what I was Chris just going to say. Chris would negate Chris, and then you yeah. know Tom's Tom's creative, so he'd find some way to fuck with us. No, I, that yeah. would Sal's the wild card. You would definitely yeah. have to watch out for Sal. Sal, Sal, Sal carries a razor blade in his shoe. Of course he does. He should. He should. Let's, Has anybody tried the long box beta? Ooh, yes. Good question. Uh, yeah. Yes, well, I have. What do you think? I have to. Um, what do I think? I think that, uh, first let me say, I don't envy rants because there's probably no e-reader slash internet comics initiative that has more expectation and pressure again because of how much press he got, you know, two San Diego's ago and, and it's been that long. Um, I thought that the sign-up process could be a little more streamlined. Um, that being said, I'm not quite sure. It seems like a lot of people gave up when they didn't realize that you had to log in using upper and lowercase letters. I would be a little more forgiving of that if people actually, if there wasn't something right below the sign-in that says, please use upper and lowercase letters. So I'm not sure why people are having trouble with that. But um, 
when you log in, if you haven't done so, when you log in, they have maybe eight or ten comics to choose from, and they're watermarked so that when you read them, it has right across each page, you know, this is a beta test for. So you can't really see the whole page. That was a little annoying. Yeah. Um, it was very intuitive. It's sort of like an iTunes. So from that regard, I think it was smart. You know, they're designing it in a way that's familiar to a lot of people. But um, if I'm being completely honest, and it is only a beta, so um, I I didn't find the reader all that great. It uh, it 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 sort of auto fits the pages, and you can change it from auto fit. But relative to like some of the C display or some of the other comic book readers that you can read files on, I found the navigation a little wonky. Um, I didn't find it as easy to read the flow of the story as I could, um, even on the Marvel Comics reader, um, as an example. So I think there still needs some work to be done on that front. Wow. I don't don't think it's going to be about readers. It's going to be about distribution. Well, right, and I said that in our, our forum thread about this, yeah. which I think is that a lot of the, the the theoretical secret sauce to Longbox isn't so much that it's a lot better for us, the reader. It's comparable for us, the reader, but that the back end, the billing, and the processing, and the rights management, and all that stuff is supposedly much more, uh, you know, um, fully featured than other ideas, and that's what the publishers want to have for them to go full, you know, full bore. Yeah. And that may all be true, but again, as a beta user, I'm not experiencing that because I'm not a publisher. I'd love to hear from publishers. Who are who are currently putting their stuff on there? What they think, you know? I mean, that would be great. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, and we'll. I think we can move on. Uh, eventually, the market the 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 market will decide. Yeah. And, and it's early. The market the market will decide who wins, and that's going to be in readers. It's going to be in in uh, who's selling them. So it's way too early to tell. And eventually, the market will will dictate where all that goes. Ah, so. uh, neat. David, what did you think? I have not tried to read anything yet. I just I signed up last night, and uh, I mean, I I didn't have any problems with the sign in. I, I thought that was pretty straightforward. Did all of that, and uh, and then I picked a few of the. I'm not going to be greedy. Not everything caught my eye, even if I'm even if it's well, if it's free to try, I'll go back to it. But I'll um I just checked out a couple of things that uh, I put some things in my cart just to see what the process is like. Um, put a couple things in the wish list out of the half a dozen or so items that are up there now. And um, and I have downloaded them to my library. I have not tried to read them yet because we were futzing around with the right. whole video now, thing last Now, night. do they give you any indication as to what the eventual price for these things is going to be? or? Well, Rance no. has talked about that. He's letting the publisher set the price, and it's going to start at $0.99 cents and go up. I oh, mean, cool. He's, he's Yeah. He said each publisher's had their own ideas, and you know, it sounds like some of the bigger ones are insistent on higher prices. Um, Gee, but, there's but, a stunner. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's totally negotiated. And he's, he seems to be making the case, at least in interviews I've seen of him, that he, he's really pushed everybody to go for the 99 cents because he thinks that's the, 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 the key price point, but that obviously yes, he's, yep. he's in no position to tell you know, the big two or I don't know who else, the Dark Horse Image, whatever, what they can charge. So The, right. the, mar- the market will tell them. Right. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And- he, he, Fucking you know, get with it. <laughs> I, I read two comic on, books. Seriously. It's like, God damn it. I read two books today that I, I not only enjoyed for how good they were, but I also derived a lot of entertainment value knowing that when Jason and David read these things, they are going to hit the roof. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I can't wait. I mean, I, I read two, not the two you read. I read two books. Right. Best phase two, but go ahead. I, I will not spill any beans. 
Okay, but what are the comics? You Incredible Hulk number two. Well, what is it? Uh, 608 and Hulk number 21. <laughs> so when you say hit the roof, you mean unhappy or happy? Uh, you in particular will not be very happy. I'm not oh. be happy. You probably oh, you're ta- are you happy. talking about Hulk out Heroes? Are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that won't bother me. Why would that bother me? Um, because it's it's. I mean, it's silliness. It's gonna. It's not like they're gonna stay that way. I mean, right. But it's a mechanism that is has become associated with Loeb's kind of goofy, off the wall silliness that he likes. Oh, I love to- Loeb now. Haven't you heard? Uh, no, I haven't heard oh, that. Boy. I didn't. I didn't read that on the bathroom wall. But yeah. I mean, you, you may you. I don't think you'll like it just because of how goofy and nonsensical it is. But David, there's something that happens to a particularly uh, uh, cl- hero close to David's heart. That, that's <laughs> the thing. And it's just I'm wondering. Is it green and, No, and this is the whole thing. I'm wondering how they're going to. Uh, insert this continuity into the Marvel Universe. There's no possible way they can do it cleanly because uh, there, something happens to literally every hero in a book that's non-cosmic. There's Avengers, okay. there's... Um, well, I won't get into it, but th- there's a lot of heroes affected in this book. And okay. I'm, wa- I'm wondering how they're going to justify all these changes I- in future continuity. Do you well, do, are we just shit about that? Exactly, which makes me think that I, I'm I'm pretty much certain that this is an imaginary story. <laughs> okay. There's something. There's a page uh, towards the end that lend uh, leads me to believe that this is occurring in someone's mind, and that that's going to piss off a lot of people. That so that a, that's the whole like Dallas. Dallas thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and uh, also, I have not an issue, but I was just kind of like, oh, really? Because uh, Loeb said that by the end of Fall of the Hulks, now correct me if I'm wrong, I think I mentioned this a while back, in an interview in Comics Buyer's Guide, Loeb said that by the end of Fall of the Hulks, you will know who the Red Hulk is. Okay. We don't. We are not told. We are told how he got this way, which maybe Loeb was confusing with the, the how with the who, but uh, we, we are not told who. And it's pretty, Shocker. it's pretty cool how he was transformed. And also by revealing this, they, it's pretty cool how he didn't tell us. No, no, it's, it's neat how they did it. And it, it fits in within Hulk continuity. Way, way, way back Hulk continuity. But they also, I don't know, uh, there's one panel that spills the beans on the Red She Hulk. Oh, very, it, it's very cool. Yeah, Steg- yeah. Stegman's got a backup in uh, the She Hulk uh, book. He sir, and you know what that is? Remember, yeah. remember in the uh, the X Force Deadpool Red Hulk mm-hmm. crossover mm-hmm. Electra, they they tell how uh, a, a Red Hulk Red She Hulk got in Domino's costume. It's all explained to you. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But uh, as far as a wrap up, it's not a wrap up. It just opens another door. The the fall of the Hulk Shocker. does not end. It it <laughs> leads it leads right into World War Hulks. It's very cool, and I was laughing because <laughs> David is going to be like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hear a rant on Marvel noise?" Wait, really? Yeah, yeah, David, you're you're not going to like it. Well, Uh-oh. you know, Vince, that uh, that that riffs with a question in the chat room by Matthew uh, H. I assume Matthew Hammond, but um, which is that what are the big two? doing right or wrong concerning a universal feel in their storytelling or continuity is mm-hmm. one doing it better than the other. So Well, I, you know, I can't really answer that because Yeah, I, no, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, you can't. I can't. What do you guys think? I think they're both doing pretty well at 
developing a universal feel. I mean, there's definitely a status quo in both, um, in my opinion. Um, obviously, um, Siege and, and what was it, uh, um, Dark Reign before that was, I mean, there was definitely a feel for the entire universe um, with Marvel. And I think Blackest Night has um, pretty much penetrated all of, all of DC, um, for the, for the most part, so yeah, I mean uh, they've been pretty good at, at setting a tone for 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 both for both universes. Um, but I will say I don't really think it's entirely an artistic choice. I think it's a business choice. You think? Yeah, because yeah, I would agree. I would think that's the and and yeah, I guess the debate here would be whether that's right or wrong, or probably a little bit of both. I think uh, oh, sure. you could make a case for either, right? And, yeah. yeah. Well, they, but but on the flip side, uh, I, I I think that I think that for both companies, the books that are able to survive and live outside of the status quo are the ones that can be the most entertaining. And I, I hope that I hope that we see uh, a transition away from the um, um, the the line wide um, um, status quo approach to comics and get back to to telling really good stories within each uh, with each you know comic title whatever you know I love what I love what they're doing with the Superman family of books um, I know a lot of Avengers fans are happy with what you know the Avengers are doing as a family and the the X books I, I I think that's when I think that's when both companies can be at the at the best is when the bat family of books or the X family of books are all telling a connected continuity but each individual book can live on its own I, I think that's when when they all are at their best yeah I, you know that's kind of why I like the Hulk book so much because sure, I sure. mean, there, there's no. And, and, you know, honestly, I poo-poo the Hulk stuff, and that's just me being yeah. being a little dickhead. Well, we know um, that. Yeah, but no, well, I'm I, just saying that there's no other books out there that speak to the Bronze Age as with such reverence as the yeah, Hulk. Yeah, that's books. fair. I, I yeah. will say though, just on that front, you know, I'm 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 totally loving the, the fall of the Hulk stuff, so I'm totally with you there. Right? So I'm enjoying the hell out of it. But I will say that if I had to choose, if I could be editorial for a second, I I do think to Chris's point. There is a difference between like an overarching thematic continuity, which would be like the Dark Reign where there's kind of this over overture of the villains being charged or Blackest Night where each story has some touch on it. I mean I think there's a difference between that and a thing like Fall of the Hulks or even with some of the Batman titles at times um, or, or the Superman with the numbering where you sort of almost have to read all of them and in a particular order or you, you, it's hard right. to follow. And yeah. the one thing you have to admit with a Hulk is you really do have to, at least I do, have to pay attention to that timeline each month and make sure you're reading those books in order. And, you know, if you're buying them off the shelf each week and reading them, that's pretty easy to do. But for a lot of us to get our books in chunks, you know, I have to line them all up and make sure I'm reading them in the right order. And, you know, it's a shame that I can't just buy one or two of the books and read them. I really couldn't. Yeah. I need to basically read them as they come out, which is fine. Yeah. And I'm enjoying it and I'm, I'm, I've made that decision. But, but I think all things being equal, I hope that I would rather that be an every now and then type of thing versus a, this is, you have to read the entire line all the time type of thing. Right. You well, know? I, yeah, I, I think I, those I've been, days I've been are doing the, I've been doing that with the Superman family books for mm-hmm. over a year now. And, I still enjoy it. I still look forward to them, but I'm like, okay, you know, I kind of feel like I'm in mile 22 of a marathon, 
It's like, okay, it's, it's, I've been reading, I've been, been reading Superman family for, you know, well over a year now, and it's been a couple big stories, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for, um, you know, I'm ready for a a little bit smaller bite to this, and, uh, yeah. But that just ties into the overall monthly periodical mechanic. They have to find a way to keep you coming back. Yeah. Uh, but, but for me, it's all about tone. Uh, when you come down to it, these are grown men and women running around in underwear. Yeah. And and if I can have some fun with it, which is what I think Loeb is doing right, there, there's kind of a giddy, enthusiastic, uh, fun uh, overall overtone to his books where that went out the window with me with DC when Superboy Prime was punching his fist through Titan's heads. You know, yeah. uh, that, uh, that's not fun. That that's That's brutal. Well, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that paints the entire picture for DC. But if if I if I had to choose, I would take the lobe, the the goofy, um, and I don't want to spoil it. The 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 goofy larger than life idiocy. I mean, there's really stupid stuff going on in in the Hulk books, but it's fun. um, I mean, hey, I mean, (laughs) I don't don't know if I talked about it on the show. I I think I have mentioned it, but I mean, that was really kind of the big turnoff for me with with, um, Dark Reign and Siege is, I mean, Norman Osborn is George Bush. I mean, if you guys haven't figured it out. (laughs) And you know, I read comics, and and it's no secret that I'm a you know blue blood liberal Democrat, and it, it, I try I use comics to get away from from the the really shitty reality that that you know that can you know creep into our lives, and you mm-hmm. know what? I had enough fucking George W. Bush the last ten years of my fucking life. I don't want any more of that. And that's why that's honestly why why Dark Rain didn't appeal to me. It's like I'm tired I I didn't want this motherfucker in my life to begin with. I don't want him in my comics. And right. and that and that's how I that honestly that's how I felt about it. I know they're good stories. I know that he's set up as a villain, but I just every time I saw Norman Osborne I saw W and and that's not what I wanted in my comic books. So what the I mean, hell is that, that sound? I have no idea. Are you? Is somebody washing their clothes? Jason's pissing. <laughs> you are. Bitches. You are. You are saving the country, bitches. Dude, you better. You better get that check because that stream is not current. <laughs> <It's> not <enough>. <laughs> <laughs> you got pissing breaks in the stream. Pissing for triple digits, baby. Oh, that's because it's. Say- it's so long, it takes a while to get from a, point A to point B. Exactly. I gotta drive, I, I gotta drive the tip <laughs> off. Hold on a second. That's He fucking pissed all over my political fucking soapboxing. Well, there. you were talking about Bush, so it's fitting. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, you guys kind of understand that? Is that oh, I, I completely that's agree with you. That's what turned me off on Secret Invasion 2. I wasn't a fan of it. I don't need to know these people. I know them in real life. Again with the Ant-Man. Yes. Leave him alone. Just for you. And and, and I'm not saying that that is what what the creators of of that that arc of stories, what they were trying to do. But for me, that's what I saw. It's like, you know what? I'm fucking burnt out on this shit. I I don't... I, I just... I don't... I, I just want to turn away from it, and that for me, that's why I was kind of, kind of cool to it. It's mm-hmm. man, I, I just, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to see 
fucking Batman punch Joker in the face. Well, then you need to read the Hulk <laughs> books, buddy. I, I, that is true. If you that's really what you want to see, then Hulk is like the Hulk is the ultimate escape right now for just dude, it's, young, it's a guilty crazy yeah. I'm, It's like Savage Jay, Dragon, you know. It's, Jay, it's like Jay's, Jason, you can feel me on this. Ooh. It's low. It, it's it's lobe, and yeah. you know it's. But it's it's okay. It's lobe, but it's it's lobe plus McGinnis and Farmer. It's lobe plus Art Adams or Frank Cho. It's it's not it's not like it's just lobe or. I'm tired of Jeff Loeb living on the skills of the artist that he gets no, paired up with. There's none of that here. It's mm-hmm. no. It, 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 because the, the artists he's working with are are built are, are made to draw these books. It's not like it's. I mean, you you look at the color right. books or Long Halloween or, or Dark Victory, and I mean, and and you know Jeff Loeb yeah, works I well mean, with Long, Tim Long, Sale. Hall, exactly. Long Halloween is a is a beautiful, amazing book. Yeah. This <laughs> makes no goddamn sense. It okay. doesn't. You're right. <laughs> okay. You're exactly right. I, I was hoping you'd say that. I still ha- I have, I haven't, I have I haven't read 13 it, issues in, in a drawer. Well, it's it's the, the, but, plot, the plot is a mess. Yeah, it is. But it's, you're but right. It's but it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Hulk 21. Right. Just listen to all the characters oh. that that just. Oh, we're still not, okay. No, I just want to okay. say the, all the characters that appear in one book, drawn by Ed McGinnis. How much better can it possibly get? Red Hulk, Modok, Deadpool. I'm sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> the, the 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 Gamma Droid, which was Andy the Awesome Android. You got the the uh, Cosmic Hulk, Thor, Bucky. Ms. Marvel, the Fantastic Four, Cyclops, Storm. See, I was um, waiting for that. That's why I know. I knew he was going <laughs> earlier. Comment. Leonard Sampson. Uh, who else? Um, Spider Man. Thor. I said Thor. It's just. I mean, it's like a greatest hits drawn by one of the goddamn best artists in the business. It visually, it does not get better than this. But I think Loeb matches that. Visual punch with, I mean, the story's great. It's fun. It's just, it's, it's libido. That's what it is. It's, it's that primal oomph that you get from just watching characters beat the crap out of each other. It's, it's perfect Bronze Age with, with some smarts. There, there's, there's a lot of smarts to it. But I, I won't try and convince you anymore because you'll, you'll get around to it. In a year, you'll be saying, Vince, man, why didn't you tell me that this was so good? And I just you know, I, I, it, it, it happens a lot, and I will probably read this, and it'll be great. So it's just so, just like the way people thank Chris for talking about Ghost Rider, right? Oh, I knew that was it's it's <laughs> such, let's, oh, let's, let's dig up the oh, bones this episode, right? Always it's episode one hundred. It's, it's another <laughs> show. Bitches. Have you guys have you yeah. guys ever heard, ever heard of Queen and Country? <laughs> uh, can we take another well, question from the chat room while we're at it? Yeah, okay, sure. Okay. Well, well, to, question to, to that end, Chris. Uh, someone said, "Who are our second favorite writers and artists?" Because they don't want to hear Kirby and Rucka and the people we always say. So, uh, uh, why don't true. we start with you? Who's your second favorite writer? And I would assume. Well, I, I know. I assume you're going to say it's not. I don't think Rucka would have been your actual answer for your best. Oh favorite. God, that 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 is so hard. Um, everybody it's else, it's everybody else. Yeah. <sighs> you know, honestly, my favorite writer is Alan Moore. That's it's, what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's you know, Alan Moore is is, um, in my opinion, far and away the the greatest writer in the history of comics. Um, 
Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I mean, seems cliche, it, but it's just true. Sometimes it's just true. Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes the obvious choice is is the right one, and and yeah. he's just yeah, it's just so many different genres, so many different. It's he's just he's amazing. Uh, my second favorite, that's um, uh, I'm gonna fall on another cliche. Um, just just because I think so much has been built on what he's done. And I know he's gotten a little crazy, but I think it's it's crazy like a fox. I will always, always, always love Frank Miller. Yikes! Wow, that's that's ballsy. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I, I just you take the good and, with the bad with that. Uh, yeah, admission. yeah. And that's you know, I sometimes I think crazy like a fox. I, I don't, and, and, I, and uh-huh. it's a th- it's a thin Joe, line. Joey chiming in with the Grant Morrison greater than Alan Moore. I could have queued that one up the second we started talking about this. Yeah. No, well, I no, so. it, it, you know, <laughs> no, no, I don't either. I'm saying, but you know, Joey was going to say, <laughs> oh, sure, practice. sure. Yeah. But 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 the funny thing about Alan Moore and Grant Morrison is that they always get compared, and um, Sal um, has great thoughts on this, and um, really. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah! Oh, absolutely! Absolutely! And you know, I just you know, Sal always comes off as and, you know. And this is the thing about him, and I won't be able to say it on Friday when we're recording for AC. But Sal comes off as a big tough guy. He's one of the most <laughs> intellectual people I've ever met, as far as being able to really get underneath the skin of things. Yeah. And he kind of explained the differences between Alan Moore and Grant Morrison to me as and it made all the sense in the world is that is that Alan Moore and why Alan Moore appeals to to him and to me is because everything that Alan Moore references is literary and everything that Grant Morrison references is metatextual. Uh, I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, but I think and, he's, and, he's and, right. And he's is, right. But but I mean that that if you were gonna if you're gonna break them into into two categories, is that is that Morrison works in 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 meta text and more works in in more literary reference. But there's a and, lot of meta text in Alan Moore's stuff. But I, there, there, there how about be, this? But, but there can be, but it's always referenced in literature. How about this? Alan Moore writes in a glass room. He's completely aware that the things that he he's the things that he's composing will eventually be digested by an audience. Morrison is writing in a in a, a room with opaque walls. He's just doing it for himself. All the things that matter to Morrison, he understands himself. So he just I don't know if he assumes or he hopes yeah. that it's gonna it's gonna it's like that line in Purple Rain. That, you God know, help me for no most- Intelligent thing you've ever said. No, really. But, no, I'm listen, serious. I'm, I, I think that is. I think you're right. I think because I was going to say some of the effect, like, oh, well, you know, uh, Alan Moore writes for an audience, and Morrison writes for himself. But that's not really true. You hit on it. I think most writers write for themselves because that's at the essence. Of course of what they do. About. Right. But, 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 but right, but, Alan Moore but, is aware of the right. fact that he has an audience that will judge him. He doesn't remember, give a fuck if you love it or hate it, but he knows it's going to be consumed. God help me for quoting a line in Purple Rain. But remember the part in Purple Rain <laughs> when when. When 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 Prince is is faced with the realization, I forget who says it to him, but he says, "Your songs only make sense to yourself. You got to make songs <laughs> for everybody." So you you can get as that complex. That would be Morris Day of Morris Day in the time. Right. You can you can be as complex as you want, but if it's not accessible and complex, you've lost it. You you you've and totally. Morrison does that. Mor- Morrison loses people. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, but he, but, it, if but, you're in the same wheelhouse, it all makes sense. But yeah. if you're the average reader, which is uh, the person that Alan Moore tries to write for, but on a higher level, yeah, that that I think we nailed it. Thanks, Sal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still still waters. Sal right, so, so, is um, still waters. David, your second favorite writer. Oh God, I have Mark uh, Miller clearly. Wow, I have, I have. Oh, I can't believe God. Jason. He's like, I only like one writer. I can't believe Jay, I can't believe Jason saved up that piss for so many months. That's I know, pretty awesome. Like that, I was saving that for you guys. I know you. I were. hope that's well received. Were you able to hear it or not? It seemed like you. Were oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah someone was There's doing their laundry. About it. Nice. Oh man. Uh I gotta thank Tiki. This Zambuka went down real smooth. It's, it's yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, Cur- Christopher Priest, say it, Vince. I am um, stunned. No, you were supposed to say who? Oh, <clears throat> take two. Who? There you go. Right. Yeah, yeah no, no. no Chris, I mean, if if if, and that's not exactly a if if I have my first or or, or my favorite, and then somebody else is coming in last. That that's a very close. That's a very close second. It's not like it's everybody else. I mean, it's and and maybe it's because there's not you know he doesn't have a huge catalog of 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 but work. It's good, it's, but it's it, good. it is good. What he has, is, I mean, you know, the crew, Emerald Dawn. You have, I mean, just Power Man and Iron Fist, and and I mean, aside Watson and Woody. Yes, I mean, there's there's just Black Panther. I mean, there, <laughs> there is just. You know, you know who Christopher Priest? It, if he wrote this character, I would actually read it. Who? Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> but he did. He did. Yeah. He did. did he? He was, yes. yeah, he was one of the writers of the. Yeah. Well, then th- that makes sense, and I will go back and find those because that that <laughs> that, that that Black Panther run that he did was awesome, and there, it was I, so I, in tone <laughs> with Deadpool. I've said it before on the forum. Deadpool is Hitler. Deadpool is the yeah, Hitler of comics. It's, Honest yeah. to God. Poor Deadpool. I mean, it's... <laughs> and, and, and recently, the, the Dollar Bin the dollar bin podcast has a, uh, has a two-part interview. Yeah. With, uh, I've tracked that down. And it's... Uh, I'm, I, I just started the second part, and he talks about, you know, being the first African-American editor at, at, at Marvel and, and how Jim Shooter kind of put him in charge and, and who, who Priest pretty much pissed off by being put in charge of, of yeah. the, the Spider-Man line and, and, uh, and then, you know, going to work for a claim with Quantum and Woody and then Joe and Jimmy wanting him to do that for, uh, for, for Black Panther. And, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a great interview and, and, uh, and, and the guys do a great job on a dollar bin and, and, and I'm going to finish the second part just because I, hmm. I, I, I am a fan of the man. You, you know, you know what? I think Doctor Teeth was completely right about you. About who? You. You. Do, you don't say much, but I have to give you credit, and you know I love you. That every time you open your mouth, you do say something worthwhile. <laughs> no. Was it this time? No, seriously. You. You always have some kind of data that that you 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 poot forth in front of us that just makes me think you know what not only are you my buddy but you do, no really you do have a lot of smarts david uh, I, 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 lightweight 
is, you know, Sambuca is a truth serum for Vince. Well, not shut a up. It's like fucking. No, I'm serious. You know, the the truth. I don't think David gets enough credit for 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 dropping the knowledge. He because he always brings it. He's worshipped at the altar of King Dap. I, I think. Yeah, but like, that's just superfluous. That's just yeah. like oh, King Dap. They because they 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 genuflect because of you know the the title. But David has a lot of uh, a lot of valuable information in that that big head. I am bringing this. This is this is news to you, or no? It's not news to me. And a lot of this is the Zenbook. I just had such an Al Swearingen moment in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, about, 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 about the only time that someone should open their mouth. Yeah. That's I'll right. be quiet. Since we, are, since we are gushing for a second, it, in all seriousness, uh, it is going to be uh, an epic time uh, in a few weeks when the four of us and the AC boys and many, many of our other friends that are hanging out and listening this probably right now right. we're going to be together at C2E2 it's going to be freaking redonkulous so it I am is. really looking forward to that I, I'm going you to know, get you all fucking blind drunk yeah, it's, it's going, going to awesome. happen I am I'm. I don't want to say this because he'll probably listen to it but I'm really excited to see Sal again I don't see him enough oh absolutely oh. and I, I hope I hope everything and Tom, out not, Tom. Not, well, that's the thing I hope that's just not a, I'm not right. and, and Tom's able to make it and enjoy yeah. himself I don't and, want to tack that on at the end and Tom as if he's like right. you know Sal's <laughs> puppy but no both of them because way back when in in the uh, wizard world chicago those were the sal and tom and chris were the first guys we actually hung with yeah. from from fandom i mean uh, you know and they had a we, see, that's the they left they, a mark not only they, on my backside but uh, <laughs> well that's because you got the bulls on it they, they it was they they welcomed <laughs> us i mean we had the we we had and, and, and yes, and I, I'll, I'll constantly say my, my second favorite episode of, of Around Comics is when we were all in the hotel room and everybody oh, was sitting yeah. around. But, but, but my first is with when I was a guest on, on Around Comics with, with, with Dave Wachter. I think it was episode 11. We were talking about oh, conventions okay. and, and Sal and, and Chris right there say, well, then you got to come out to Chicago. And that was the invite, made it out there and, Nice there, there, there couldn't be. I mean, it's it, seriously. They, they didn't know me from. They knew me from a forum, you know. And and and, and it, yeah. I was on there. I was on an episode of their show, and it was like long lost brothers that that you just. I mean, not even friends, just absolute brothers right. that that you haven't seen in ages. And and Aww. it was, it was, it was touching. It was, it was touching. I love the touch. I love the touching story. <laughs> you know, I, I I think the first time I've met each one of you has been in an airport. Yes. True. The last yeah. time I saw you in an airport was when we were also picking up Andy Parks. Yeah, and then we played yeah. golf. Or yeah. well, you we guys, played you guys golf. played golf, and I and I, I I made an attempt to, but yeah. But uh, Woods Woods right. C two E two is going to be it's large. Gonna be it's going to be epic. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It can is. I go? It can is. I go next before I forget? Who my second Absolutely. favorite. Is? Oh, yeah, of oh, hold on. Alex Shulton died. Yeah, yeah. I just saw Andy oh. Parks mention that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, my second favorite writer, also dead. Um, and up until uh, Alan Moore came on the scene, I don't think anyone has done uh, more to elevate the uh, aesthetic quality of comic book writing. Uh, Steve Gerber. I knew oh, you were going to say that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. You love yeah. Gerber, yeah. I, I really don't think Gerber's impact on comics has been fully uh, ass- assessed. St. Louis, Louis and Steve Gerber. Yeah, the man. The man is just magnificent. He brought. You know, you know he and uh, 
You know, he and Denny O'Neill went to the same high school. The uh, just the um, the the wry, sarcastic, avant-garde humor of Mad Magazine, coupled with just damn great storytelling and inventive plots and uh, revolutionary narrative techniques. Uh, Gerber's the man. I, if if anyone out there has not read any Steve Gerber, just run out and get, say, the Howard the Duck omnibus. Or, oh yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, yeah, or even even the old. The you know, essential. The fear man things, or, yeah, they get the essential man things. They're great. Yeah. Gerber oh, was the defenders. Defenders, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nevada, if that's in trade. Um, hard time. Just the man is was a, a force. What to about be his mainstream work? Yeah, for like he, he, um, was it Pacific. He yes. did. He did uh, Destroyer Duck, right? Uh, he did. He also did Sludge for Malibu. I think he did some of the other um, Destroyer Malibu. Duck. Also poking fun at uh, John Byrne, among other people. Yeah. Yeah, that was you to know, raise I, money I, for. I, uh, I I consider Hard Time as being one of the one of the really overlooked comics of the last decade. Mm-hmm. I heard. You, you're it, correct. It is. I mean, if you're if you're a fan of you know HBO original series, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you liked Oz or or anything like that, I mean, Hard Time was. Incredibly good, and uh, Brian Brian Hurt artwork on that, right, Vince? Yes. Hard yep. hard time Hard time is a book that I I, I get sad <laughs> thinking about how, what the stories that they could have told. I know. What What are you no, laughing about? I'm laughing because David said Brian Hurt, and, and you're like Vince. <laughs> yes, Brian Hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear him. Everybody ignores Nobody the game. Don't worry about it. Yeah, oh, but, good. It's part of the show. I, I, I have my, I have my dap mute button on. That's right. Yeah, nice. Way, way back when I had uh, Gerber had a huge impact on me. It was so glaringly different from the the way everybody else told stories. If I had to pick a third, I'd go with Bill Mantlo. Oh, about that. oh dude. I'm cheating. Yeah. One hundred episodes. What should we do? 100 episodes of David's Woohoo. 100 episodes that I never miss. 100 episodes of Pissed Off Chris. 100 episodes of Woohoo. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Why I go figure. 100 episodes of Would Be in a Wigger. 100 episodes of Vince B's Talk. 100 episodes of 11 o'clock. Congratulations, gentlemen, on 100 fucked up episodes. It's a fucked up podcast we all love to listen to. 100 episodes. Yes. See you soon. Bye. So, Wood, we didn't hear your second, did we? Uh, what's that? Did you agree with Chris? or? Yeah, I did, agree? actually. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, one more, yeah. Well, no, that's no, that's, no, no, Alan. Moore. That was the first, right? The first, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, true. I, I'm losing track of the question. Um, hmm. Uh, you know, God, I. Uh, this is for you, Vince. Stan the Manly. 
Great. <laughs> which which encompasses pretty much the entire Marvel writing bullpen. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know me, I, I kill seven birds at one stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's not cut Stan down. This is episode 100. He he did Absolutely. He did make a mark. He really did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think he quiet bends down and giving Stanley okay. praise. I'll tell you. Love all it. Right. I got hey. I, wait. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go. You go. It's your turn. You hang up. The uh, since <laughs> since I crapped on the <laughs> prologue, the uh, I read first wave number one. Oh, and and since I was not a fan, or so it's been said, of the Batman Doc Savage special. Um, Before you get into it, can I just say one thing? Yes. I don't think we've ever had a book appear in so many show notes that was not praised as much as First Wave. Really? 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 Yeah. We've, we've talked about First Wave for the past three episodes. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, Chris, I think Chris praised it. Chris, but D- my, David uh, was kind of... Yeah, because it was fucking awesome. David was kind of lukewarm on it. And, and, well, I was and, lukewarm on the prologue. On, no, but I'm just I, saying. I didn't, I didn't like the Batman. We've, we've, we've been right. trailing this first wave thing, which, I mean, it must be of a certain quality if if you guys are talking about it. Well, I will yeah. tell you that the first issue of the six-issue mini, I wish this was what I read ah, nice. last month. Because, first of all, there you go. The, the art by Rags is gorgeous. I, this, really? This, this is beautiful. He's he's labeled as the artist. um Nerufino is is the colorist, so either either um, Rags is inking himself, or they're doing an Eagle Sham Mounts thing here. Um, it's uh, it's still written by Azzarello. Um, in the whole, uh, I don't know why they're on the cover department because they're not in the book. Uh, Batman does not appear in the first issue. Yay! Um, it's it's Doc Savage. It's the spirit. Uh, it's I. You know, pe- people are on cordless phones, and then they're asking Doc Savage if you think space travel is 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 possible. You know, so they're still doing the whole some technology exists and and some things are out of reach. I, you know, the whole thing. I I haven't read a ton of Azarella. I have a hundred bullets. I have the first <laughs> dozen plus issues of Loveless, uh, which is great. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I, uh, I read the Doc Savage. That man one shot. The this is this is really really good. I, I I like the way everybody is written. I like the way everybody interacts. You know, Doc's um, supporting cast is is great to read. They, I, I like the way they all work together. Um, the story I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out because how how the story starts off with doesn't really you don't pick up the story that starts off the issue for the first couple pages until towards the uh, towards the back half. Of, of the book again it's it's the first issue of a six issue series where you're not it's it's designed to make you want to come back and check out the second nothing is is really this isn't the type of first issue where i think it, the way i i read my comics i wouldn't be able to just say okay i'm not picking up the next issue based on the first issue i'll have to pick up the second issue to see where we're going from here and and by then I'm already what a, a third into it, so it's yeah. like so I might as well just 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 finish. It. I but it rags hasn't looked 
I think this looks better than, than when he was inked by Michael Bayer on on, uh, on Identity Crisis. Th- hmm. This looks beautiful. So is I thought, this? I thought the this, coloring was outstanding. The coloring so is this, outstanding. This is more Hawkman Rags Morales and not. See, I, did, I didn't. I have, I've, I've never read the the, the oh. that latest Hawkman, so I. I Those, it's better than How I Shaken. Walt Simonson Hawkman, I'll tell you that. Well, that was that wasn't bad. I, I've grown to appreciate that over the years. There you but, go. But the uh, the first five or whatever uh, Rags's initial run on Hawkman, uh, they're delicious. They're outstanding. That's just what you am- said. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check those out. Just and, yeah. and was that written by Johns or was it written by oh somebody Jesus. else before Johns took over? Yeah. No, that's a good. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Oh, the formal. But, uh, you yeah. know, I'll, I'll just I'll just go out on a limb and say if you didn't like the first issue of First Wave you don't like comic books <laughs> oh, I okay. don't you know if I go that. that far but uh, no because you're sensible the spirit Doc Savage you, I and mean, that's it. It. And, and I mean but see, it, it's I want to see action what, adventure intrigue want. beautiful artwork well, wonderful right? yes beautiful artwork i, I don't know i cool. love the pulp characters i love all those characters you just mentioned it's not and hyperbole goddamn it would no that goddamn <laughs> chat room <laughs> i mean i'm a i'm a doc savage fan from way back and 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 uh, why this is the thing that's keeping me away from this these books why and I know I know what the answer to this what? question is. Why do they have to bring Batman into it? I don't friggin' care. Why, why do you fucking think? Exactly because it sells books, but I don't want Batman there. All right, well, Doc okay, Savage okay. does not need well, Batman. Here, okay, hold on, hold on. Here's part of it: is that this is not the Batman that people know today. This is. Well, it wasn't even in the first issue. Yeah, he he was not even in the first issue of First Wave. He was in the in the prologue. But this is okay. Obviously, having Batman attached to it is Vince. It's going to give it an extra twenty thousand. I know. I'm I'm well aware of that. Yeah. But I actually am really intrigued to to read Azarillo's nineteen forty version of Batman. This is Batman with guns. All right. Mm -hmm. This is Golden Age Batman. And that is a different Batman than the one that we're used to I agree. used to reading, and so that that puts a different spin on it and makes it a little bit more interesting to me. And I don't, in the end, I think this is going to be more about Doc Savage and the Spirit and the Blackhawks and wow. Black Canary yeah, than it is that. about than it is about Batman. So they I'm, have I'm, a bunch I'm, of uh, mini. They have a bunch of miniseries or ongoings lined up after this, mm-hmm. just yeah. featuring... Or even well, during, because the spirit, I think, is going to start... I was going to say, our, month okay. our, next month. Our, buddy Moritat, our buddy Moritat's getting yeah, his, I know. his big uh, DC break. He's, he's gonna I, be I will going. check those out, but, I mean, I'd be a fool to think that, that Batman's not going to appear in those things, too. Uh, you know, it, 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 know it, it, it depends. You know, hey, you know what? What's wrong with a Batman with a, a golden age era Batman popping up in a spirit book? For, for ninety nine, for ninety nine percent of the readership, nothing's wrong with it. But for I'm me, cool I'm, I'm so sick of Batman. I don't really care. I, I I have no interest in the character at all. I'm done with Batman. I've read more. I I have <laughs> close to a thousand Batman comics that I'm trying to unload because I'm done with Batman. I've read all the Batman I ever want to read. And that's fair. That's absolutely fair. It is. That, and there's yeah, that's true. And, and it's fair there's for anyone 
And that's the challenge. That is the challenge that 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 mainstream superhero comics have to deal with and have always had to deal with and right. will continue to. For every person that, like you, Vince, that's had their fill of Batman, there's someone that's had their fill of Superman, there's someone that's had their fill of Wolverine, there's someone that's had their fill of Uncanny yeah. X-Men. That's True. just the nature of the beast. I know. The, the same thing that, that keeps us coming back, which is that continuity of familiarity, is also the thing that often pushes us away. Yep. But yep. what's awesome about comics, and I think why we all do this show and why they have so many listeners and all this stuff, is that for everything that we get tired of, there really are ten things we probably haven't been exposed to very much, if at all, that we can discover. Very true. Is, very true. Great. Yep. yep. So, um, before uh, I just want to take a quick aside because we won't talk about this long because I'm sure I'm the only one that has it. But I got to give a shout out <laughs> to uh, my boy Sean Pryor, uh, who's been doing a great new podcast. Uh, you know, he is a uh, self-publishes oh. comics PKD Media. He's been having a show called the uh, Black Box. And has some guests on, but uh, Sean is a uh, is a brother from another mother. He he is very much a child of the '80s, and uh, it seems like all of his tastes and pop cultural interests are very much aligned with my own. Um, he talked a few weeks ago about a book he got, and I had to run out and get it, uh, and I now have it in my hands. It is the Ultimate Guide to GI Joe. 1982 oh, cool. to 1994. It's an identification and price guide written by Mark Belomo, and it is the freaking coolest thing I have ever possessed. You know, I'm not a huge toy guy, but I did collect G.I. Joe toys that uh, incessantly as a child, and this book literally shows you a picture and a description of every action figure and every vehicle and playset, as well as all the little pieces and describes them in huge detail, encyclopedic detail, and it is just a freaking blast. I've gone through it three or four times now with my sons, and they are just baffled at how many of these figures and and, and sets I actually had, and want to know why I didn't. I don't still have them, and I told them blame blame my mother. You know um, what you just did? You just branded your boys. That's I mean, the that is awesome. That book has yeah. branded those kids for the rest of their lives. Now, I mean, it happened to me. When I was a kid, you get a catalog and you just oh, look sure, at yeah. these at these toys, and they they make a mark on you. And it, even as as fascinating as seeing all those toys is, it's the possibility. Like, man, will I ever own that someday? I I would bet that your kids grow up because of that to be to right, be right. toy collectors. Yeah, that's I love stuff oh, like that. Everybody needs sure. somebody to brand them. Yeah, for sure. And all I wanted to say about this is it's fascinating to look through it because it goes in chronological by the series because, you know, that's how Hasbro did it. They had, you know, an annual series, much like a lot of toys these days. But And uh, and it goes through in the in chronological order, and it's just fascinating to look through it and see when they pretty much went batshit nuts because, <laughs> like, you're going <laughs> yeah. along, 84, yeah, I remember those 80, yeah, that's dope, 85. And then you get to 1987. And boy, oh boy, did 1987 get a little fucking crazy. I think they ran out of ideas, and they decided to get <laughs> a little fucking crazy. Uh, just uh, let me throw a couple names out to you so that uh, you'll get a sense of it. I don't know how many of you guys were in, I think were into the G.I. Joes at that time or not. You, oh, you, sure. Uh, but let's see. So 87, we had... You know, had your yeah, that was the Chuckles here. So obviously there's some good things to come of it. No fronting on Chuckles and stuff. But um, you got guys like Psych Out which uh, had a fluorescent green shirt, and he was a deceptive warfare specialist. You had, uh, you had uh, let's see here, going to the Cobra. So you had Big Boa, which was the <laughs> quite okay. the Quite the hit with the ladies. Yeah. Yep. You had Crystal Ball, the Cobra hypnotist. You had, you had Sea Slug, 
a pr- I mean, dude, he, he's, it's a Sea Ray Navigator. The guy had a, a pink and purple spandex costume. I mean, how could you possibly be ominous when you're wearing pink, pink and purple? You had Raptor, the Cobra, Falconer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, of course, the infamous from the movie, Galobulus, Royal Guard, and Nemesis Enforcer. Cobra, la, 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 <laughs> so and and from there it only gets crazier. I mean the the, the next year's got the like the drug the, the the drug guys. You know it's like got a whole big like set of like different drug agents and aliens. It just goes off the wall from there. But I'll tell you, from 1982 to 1986, man, there were never a cooler set of action figures. And so you 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 people that are nostalgic, this was it's an awesome book. Get it on Amazon. I think it's like 26 bucks cover price, but you can get it for like 18 bucks on Amazon. Nice. It's it's pretty dope. It's nice to walk wow. down memory lane. As long as it's not distributed by Diamond. It's hey not. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I, I, had to, I had to throw it in there. Action figures from like 85 to 95 were wacky. They were absolutely oh, yeah, crazy. Awesome. Aside from the G.I. Joe ones, my favorites had to be the ones from Secret Wars. Oh, yeah. They didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. bend at the knees or the elbows. They just stood there with their arms out, and they had that funky little shield with the, the – the, you know, depending on how you angled it, it would change image. But yep. and I hated yeah, that uh, that that the uh, the detailing came off. I had a webless Spider-Man and yeah. and and Daredevil right. without his double Ds and and uh, <laughs> but anyway the uh, <laughs> <laughs> we go. thanks, Chris. Um, it was it, I I, I Doctor Doom looked horny as hell because of of how he looked in Secret Wars. But I mean I I had most of them and even the, even the characters like Daredevil who weren't involved in Secret Wars. I think my brother and I pretty much had them all. I I liked them because of how they were sculpted, but I I really do have a fondness for. I didn't have them all, but I really do have a fondness for for the Jack Kirby sculpted uh, superpowers figures. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Jason, I, I, I'll challenge that. Uh, you have a love for G.I. Joe, and that's cool. But as far as being the coolest action figures of that period, I don't know. I, I think Eastman and Laird's Turtles figures. Oh, just, just blew the, yeah, just Oh, they were really the, cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was into those, too. I mean, and again, it's, you know, pick your poisons. There, there are Transformers right, you're right. kids. There's Turtles kids. There's Joe kids. There's Mask kids, right? I mean, but, but oh, yeah. I, I Toxic know. Crusaders. What? <laughs> I actually, I had, I had a couple of the uh, Bionic Six figures. And those were heavy as hell. Oh, nice. Uh, I used to love the the uh, Toxic Crusaders. Remember those, the Toxic Avenger figures? They were oh, awesome. Yeah. Playmates seen, made I those too. Yeah, Playmates had some fun stuff because they also made a lot of the Star Trek figures. Yep. Oh, gee, and they, yeah. and the thing about the Star Trek figures was they were numbered. Yes, and I, I think that was one of the first times I've ever seen an American action figure that was numbered. Yeah. Uh, I, I had friends that would go crazy trying to find the lowest number possible. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you crazy? Uh, but that, yeah, cool. And we're all action figure junkies to a certain totally, degree. totally. Hell's yes, yeah. yeah. I have my moments. So who, who yes. else is reading good shit? Uh, well, I already, I already talked. I mean, no one else is... <laughs> you can't talk uh, to You know, b- because this was the 100th episode, I didn't uh-huh. really prepare anything. I thought we were just yeah, going to riff. True. But well, I, I was, will... Yeah. I, I'm still... Remember about two episodes back, I said, next time I'm going to talk about New Wave, the underground mini-comics of the 1980s yes. from, from, from Fanagraphics. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still reading it. It's awesome. a bang for your buck. This thing, it, there's no better value out there. It's twenty four ninety nine for a and it, a hardcover, but it's the size of a mini comic. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like five by 
five five by six. It's really small, but it's it's close to nine hundred pages. Uh, and you know, okay. Hillary Bard is in here. And if you wanted an overview of this really understood period in in uh, in comic book making, because uh, the more I think about it, mini comics uh, are to comics what the MP3 was to the recording industry. Uh, and, and, you know, it was a combination of, of increase in digital technology, giving us the ability to transmit large files over the Internet and the MP3 compression, which enabled every band and, and their brother to put something out on the Internet easily, uh, very affordably, and get a, a really wide audience. That's what mini-comics are to the comic book industry. It was a period where, after the undergrounds hit, where, I mean, even those those guys were very subversive and very grassroots, they still had to go through actual printers, uh, the printing process to get their books out there. The the the, the underground, uh, the mini-comics guys relied on the Xerox machine. So anybody could 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 draw up a comic book, get it printed and and cut and and stapled and sent, basically in the same day for very low expense. That's what mini comics are. It, it was just a this this huge upsurge of expression from uh, a lot of comic book artists where they didn't have the outlet before or they they had an outlet but it would cost them way too much money and they'd have to find a publisher. Everybody could be a publisher with mini comics. It's a very important period in 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 the comic book in the history of comic books, and you should you'd do well to investigate this because a lot of big names came from this uh, period. Uh, Hillary Barda, come on! Yay, Hill! Yeah, I mean Hillary's all over this book, and yeah. what's really cool about it is not only do you get a heap and helping of mini comics. Oh my God! Uh, in the end of the book, you get artist website addresses. So if you like the work, you can go check them out further. It's 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 great. Uh, I don't want to get into it because, like I said, I don't have any notes, so I'd just be like, "Oh, it's really cool." It it is. It's very cool, and and it's a, uh, it's it's the the uh, potential of the underground scene born uh, to for everyone to take advantage of. If you were an artist and a writer, you could jump on this and actually publish your own comic and and get a, a shitload of viewers cheaply. And very efficiently. It's an awesome, awesome book. So all you guys that are wondering what to do with that Amazon credit, go out and get New Wave, the underground mini-comics of the 1980s. You will not be sorry. It is my favorite book of the year so far. I, I don't think wow. there's anything. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's going to eclipse this. I, I know I'm speaking too soon because it's only March, but better get that you, spreadsheet up, Wood. I was going to say it overtook Aphrodisiac. <laughs> huh? uh, just the uh, New Wave Manifesto from uh, Clay Geerdes. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Is worth the. He's a very important figure in in the mini comic scene. Uh, that's worth the price of the admission alone. It it mm. is awesome, and it's words to live by for even the publishers of today. It's great. Nice. Don't com- well, don't Vince, compliment. Uh, Johnny, the homicidal drummer, would like to know if Sue Storm Richards and the uh, girl from Empowered were in a fight. Who would you bang first? Uh, both of them. Stack them like Deadwood, baby. All right. Uh, do I have to pick? It's it's always going to be Sue. Come on. Yeah. 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 And I think that's one of the drawbacks about Empowered that he hasn't given her, at least as far as I'm reading, he hasn't given her a name. Oh, I mean, yes. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm I'm up to uh, I don't well I haven't read. Oh, I haven't I haven't read all five. But oh. as far as I'm I've read, she's just empowered. Yeah, Give her a you name. Don't, you on. don't need the, the name anyway. You're just staring at her tits. That's well. For sure. No, I care about her. 
Yeah. I do. I do like Susie. Okay, that's, all right, I believe that, you. No, that's the neat thing about Empowered. Yeah, she's there for eye candy and she's hotter than hell, but you care about her because she's so vulnerable. She's got all these issues. You just want to hug her and like, it's going to be all right. Come on. Well, while you're pinching her ass, but you're still, you know. Of course. Yeah. All right, here's so one cool. uh, from, from Papercut. Let's say in some hey, parallel... Yeah. In some parallel universe, you quit comics cold turkey. Uh, a, a, what would you do with them? Uh, what would you, and B, what would be your next obsession that you'd pour your resources and soul into? <laughs> wow. It's easy. What, Chris? Curling. <laughs> ah, nice. Oh, jeez, this curling thing is not what? going away. What is Seriously, you, you, you what, like curling what, that what, much. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to knock me on my, on my new, my new hobby. I'm not knocking your hobby, but I think the question. Class events. I think the the question was more. Did you hear that, Canada? Did did you hear the hate, Canada? (sighs) Yeah, like I hate Canada. I I think the question was. Entire country. I love Canada. I was the one who stuck up for Canada all the time. So yeah, I think the question was more geared to uh, collectibles, not a sport. Right. So I assume Vince, you already got your answer. It's your your obsession with vinyl, right? He's my favorite obsession. It's way Kaiju. past obsession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, I am almost done sculpting my own. Nice, uh, yeah, dude. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I met you, we talked about kaiju. We you you and said that you were pretty much done with the comics yeah. in the Mister Impulsive. You told me yeah. you were pretty much done with comics, and we're going to start making your own kaiju. And I was fascinated by that. And I, I and uh, I've after- made about six of them since then. And uh, see, the problem is, I I invest too much into them, and I'll sculpt it, and I'll look at it constantly for weeks and weeks, and then I begin to hate it after a while because I've seen it so much. I have You're to. Silly. There's there's got to be a point where I chop myself off and just let it go, just release it. Just make it real. But this is, I think this last one is the one because I'm completely happy with this and I have been for a couple of months now. Wow, I'm, almost, nice. I'm almost done with the sculpting. Yeah. It's going to be resin though. It's not going to be vinyl. Vinyl's too And that's a right big now. deal. I don't know the, I mean, I don't vinyl is in, in as far as the collectible toy, uh, mm-hmm. it's not an industry, but, uh, the collectible toy universe, vinyl, uh, is to publishing uh, offset printing what resin is to mini comics. Anybody mm. can do resin. You you could pour that shit yourself and make oh, a run of five, a run of ten. You don't need a, a, a machinery or any kind of big pro, uh, plant to produce these things. You could do it on your own. So I'm gonna you know break the toy hymen with a little bit of resin, and then later on I'll, I'll go vinyl. But yeah, I'm That's happy. Awesome. I'm, ge- I'm getting there. Yeah. So nice. I mean, but screw that. Let's just go go somewhere else. Perfect. And now you're cracking up. Yeah. How about you, David? Oh shit! Uh, as far as collectibles, I I'm 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 absolutely clueless. Uh, it would probably either be art. It would be art, just in some way, shape, or form. Just um, probably just put something around that. If I'm not investing whatever this money is into my my house, then then it would be to to pretty up the walls in it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I do collect art. Already, so that would probably be my first answer. Um, and I guess if I had to replace comics with something, probably be sports memorabilia, just because I'm a big sports fan too, and I could see manning out my man cave with sports memorabilia instead. But uh, but I don't know. It's sort of a hard question because uh, to me there is no replacement for it. I mean, I would, if if I were to some reason give up comics in some parallel universe, I probably just would wouldn't really be a collector. I don't think. But all right. Okay. 
Yeah. Curling. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. That's how curling Jesus. should be said. Goodness. Ah. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, another question right. from the from the chat. Uh, well, let's see. While I'm asking for a bigger, uh, just Bill's just still obsessing over the fact that I don't like Doctor Who and wants to know if I've actually ever watched it. As we've talked about on the show, yes, I have watched it. It's been a long time, and yes, it was Tom Baker stuff. Uh, I have not oh, yes. tried any, anything else outside of the Tom Baker. So, as uh, a uh, he also, I don't know if he has a question for each of us. He also mentioned me and and why. If the price of comics are not important to me, do I often make statements like it was worth the money or worth every penny or you'll talk about or I'll talk about making value assessments before picking something up off the rack. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I, 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 I talked about how um, how when someone says it wasn't worth two ninety nine or or I bought it for 50 cents and it was worth that or I'm glad I bought it for that. My my statements when I talk about things like that, it's to it's it's to counter Daryl's comments mostly. Oh. <laughs> but it's it's also because when I buy a comic at two ninety nine, if Daryl or Bill or someone else ends up getting it in a three for a dollar bin, if that's how much they want to spend on it, that's fine. But the story yeah. is still well, the story. Important. What's in between yeah. the what's in between the covers is constant. Just because I may buy it as a single issue or someone buys it in a collection, the price to me is irrelevant. It's what's printed on the page is the point I'm trying mm-hmm. to make. Right, but am I still shitty? No, you're speaking in a language that everybody can understand. When you talk about, yeah, it was worth definitely worth the two ninety nine. They, I think, a lot of people who know you know you don't give a shit about that. But you're trying to put across to those who do care that, yeah, you're going to like this, and you're not going to feel ripped off. That's what I'd like to get across. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if it was up to you, you would have paid ten dollars for it. Yeah. Yeah, No, if I love something, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's it's. It's, well, as Chris said, it's what you get out of it, but it's it's there are just some things that the price is always going to change. If if that same comic book at on a Friday at a convention, if Homeboy's selling it for a cover price, when he's trying to unload shit come Sunday afternoon and he's selling it for a buck, the story is still the same. That's it, yeah. it's, it's the content it's, 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 is, yeah, is king to me. That's what yeah. and that's where Vince's right. point is. Yes, content's yeah. king. But Here's I will a, uh, I will say okay. in terms of content. There's not a whole hell of a lot of mainstream comics that are worth three ninety nine. No, there's there the uh, to me anyway. Right, that's to you. That's yeah. very much a personal choice. Right. right. Well, listen, uh, let's because we're getting a lot of questions now that we actually asked for questions. So let me uh, uh key by Q I B A I. They're running out a bunch, but here's one: Have the gang's significant others ever lit into them for spending so much money on funny books or no. I'm assuming related stuff? Sure. Right, so no. da- David, no, no. Oh my it's, God! Yes, yes. Uh, any yeah. specific examples, or more of a consistent type of thing? Um, it's not so much the comics because I usually keep that to a the certain. Kaiju, right? Yeah, it's yeah. The, it's it's the vinyl. I I got my ass reamed for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 recent, the recent purchases? Uh, no, no, because oh. she knew that I wanted that one for a long a long okay. time. Okay. But uh, no, there have been months that I've dropped. But see, w- I don't want to say how much I, because people be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> but it, 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 it's not like a hundred or two hundred dollars. When I spend, I spend. Yeah. So yeah. I, you can understand her being pissy because right. I, I don't know when to stop. How about I have, you, Chris? 
I have that obsessive compulsive personality that where I want something, the money's no object. Right. See, that's and 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 just for full disclosure, I mean, I I could go and and check off a whole lot of shit on on the DBS DCBS order form, and and yeah, I'd get my ass handed to me, but I I just I know where the limit is, and and I know that you know come. Come C2E2, yeah, there are going to be some things I'm going to look for. There are definitely going to be some things I'm going to look for for Renee, but I'm not – I I got to have some control there. And, and if I came home with everything I wanted to, then 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 yeah, I'd, I'd gotten beat up a long time ago. But I just I, – I've – I've had to exercise some, some self-control and, and I just have to know where – and I, I mean I'll, mm-hmm. I'll mention it to her. I'll be like, okay, th- this month's order is going to be you know this much money and – Depending on, I'll, I'll know if I have to adjust anything by the look I get back. So I, I just, right, I, right. I, I, I know who the boss is. So I, I just, I know where that limit is, and and I, I don't go over it on my own. I, I have to check with her. So I mean, sure, that, sure, I say no. And you know what? I think it's uh, um, another. It's more of a case of having more than enough comics. I mean, I have like thirty-five thousand books. Do I really need yeah, more exactly. comics? So I, right. I, I, but in the back of my head, I, I, there are things that I want, and I do order them. But there's a point where I just ask myself, do you really need this? I mean, is it going to matter that much if and, you get yeah, it? Yeah, and, and and can you get it again later for cheaper? Right, right, right. That's true. But the, sure, the, sure. the other stuff, you're not going to get it later for right. cheaper. So yeah. yeah, Chris. Uh, no, not really. Um. I mean, you know, honestly, I, I it's this or hookers and blow, you know? <laughs> wow. And, you know, so, I mean, Marta's pretty, and that's a joke. Marta's pretty understanding about, about the, about the comics obsession. And, yeah, you know, it's. Let's it, be honest. We got good women. Totally. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, just to piggyback off Chris because I don't have any different. I mean, my wife has definitely. There have been times where she's given me, not like I'm really pissed at you, but like a the really? side hustle. Yeah, like are are seriously and you know type of thing. But it's always been. I mean, I I, I take pride in. I'm very very fiscally responsible uh, right. uh you know i always have been so w- again you know your mileage may vary as, as vince alluded uh, if if i if i probably told people the most i've ever spent in a month on comics you'd probably lose your, your mind but again uh, with very few exceptions i've never spent outside of my means oh right you know, i don't either i've spent much less than i spend now and there's been times where i've spent much more than i spend now and that's just a case of you know kind of comes and goes but i've never say for maybe one time spent where to the point where my wife was like are you kidding me? Uh, and even that, that wasn't out of anger. That was just like, really? And, and I explained to her that, you know, it was a couple key books that I had always wanted and, you know, and she was totally cool with it. So, like you said, I think what Chris, we're all alluding to, we're, we're damn lucky that we have wives that are yeah. supportive right. of our, it's an, it's admittedly an addiction. I mean, it's a habit and an addiction and, and I, there's, I'm make, make no bones about it. I spend way more on this as a disposable uh, hobby than, than, you know, most people would think is, is sane. But, but, uh, but uh, it, I'm happy that you know my wife doesn't yeah. like comics. She's not into them. She doesn't want to read them. Doesn't want to hear about them. Doesn't listen to our show. She loves that I do a show, but she's not into it. Thing. But she's totally, totally <laughs> supportive of the fact that I do do it. You know, and that's right. great. That's all I can ask for. Here's so. a rule of thumb that I like to. And the, uh, if y'all don't have anything else to say about this, then mm-hmm. we'll just end it with this. I if I can't cover the bill, uh, the credit card bill completely, I won't spend. I don't carry a balance. Yeah, there you yeah go. same here. Same yeah, here. so I mean, I'll yeah. spend within that means, uh, within that that 
that bracket, but it, I will not charge more than I can cover. Right. So. Oh, jeez. Fucking Neesman watching the nostalgic about his fucking, uh, it is Israeli kind of love back. <laughs> oh, here's a great one. Here's a great one from Hulk Smash. Um, Yay. What, what's the one thing we on the question. podcast that uh, you guys have ever said that you regret and would like to take back? Oh, oh, I, I always tell Vince to edit at the end of each episode. So, <laughs> Yeah, and that's the well, point. I mean, if we said it now, then it would be... No, uh, I mean, I had one that immediately came to mind, and that was the whole giving Vince shit for the 18-minute thing. That's my top five. Right? Yeah, we've talked about this on the show. Vince, for those that don't know him personally, uh, I mean, in all seriousness, Vince is, uh, to, when you meet him, you probably think he's a, he's a tough guy, but he is, you know, a sweet guy who really doesn't, it takes a lot for Vince to yeah. to get emotional or his feelings hurt. This and Vince, I think, not the old Vince. Right, right, yeah. right. But in the time that I've been friends with Vince, that's the one time where I genuinely upset him. And I, I was, you know, I, I didn't intend to, certainly, but it was clear right. afterwards that I had. And I obviously, if I had to do all over it again, I, would, I wouldn't have made, made the remark. But it's such a life, you know, you live and yeah. learn. So. That's enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you have any moments that you'd take back? You could use bullpen bulletins too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I it wasn't an on air thing, but I do oh. reg- I do regret stopping. Uh, I do and I don't. Oh, stop! No, that, stop. Now, now I do regret stopping bullpen bulletins for one reason, and that's because whether he wants to admit it or not, uh, I kind of hurt David. So. No. Shut no. up. Oh. Shut up. Yes. Because, yeah. I, <laughs> like, it, yes, friends, I'm telling you. I friend, you. Friend, friends don't do that kind of shit. And no, I, I just I just had enough of the Marvel. My friends also know that if – what kind of friend would I be if I held you to something or I said, no, I want right. to keep doing it? Oh, no, no. That's that that's not your makeup. I understand that. But uh, I I did come to my senses and that led to this. So, yeah, yeah maybe that's, that, that – That was a long what? Five, six months? Maybe that did have to happen. So, yeah, so I do took, regret that. Took, took me getting you kids back together. That's yeah, it's true. Go. How about How me with you the, the glue? With, uh, you know what? You I are. do I do take credit. I don't like to take credit for things, but one thing that I will take credit for is the inclusion of Jason Wood. That is true. That, you, you know, that was that totally, all, totally that me. That's right. See, it was a lot funnier when you guys would joke about this before I actually met you and became buddies. Because in the beginning yeah. of the show, I used to sit there and think, "Do they really want me on the show?" Me? What's that but happened? now I'm fucking an episode for hundreds, so y'all can lick my balls. Is what yeah. I <laughs> Sweaty and everything. Because no. honestly, when, when Vince is like, "And and this guy," I'm like, "Really?" No, I knew. <laughs> exactly. I, it's like, who the hell? Did I go to read some posts to see what the hell he's about. I like to think I have a good eye. The and, numbers yeah. guy. And no, I knew it from 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 just yeah. conversing with him on the CGS boards that Wood was well, the man. I'm sure for as hell wasn't from conversing on the bullpen bulletin board. He showed up like <laughs> yeah, over. it's true. You well, know, to be fair, the bullpen bulletin board was very hard to jump into as a newbie. Uh, at, at least for me, it was because it. it, it <laughs> crazies over there, aren't they? Well, it's just it was very you know it was very much an established community. It's probably how some people may feel jumping on our forums now which which they shouldn't because we are welcoming we try and be welcoming but yeah. but uh but uh, you know i if i had to do it all over again i would have been much more active on the bullpen bulletin forum it just right. was hard to to step into the the melee 
And if you'd like to check out our forum, hey, you can uh, jump on over to forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com, same as the... uh, same as it ever was, or www.11oclockcomics.com, and there's a link to the forum on that page. Uh, we have gained at least 25 to 35 new members this past week. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And right, hey, David? And, hey, before, uh, before, before we wrap up, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, guys, it's, it's, it's kind of a tough week for me. Because I'm, There's no curling. Uh, yeah. Because I've I've got uh, I've got some major curling practice going on. I've got this hip thing, right? Uh, no, I you know we're we're putting AC to bed this week, and mm-hmm. it's that's uh, it's just kind of now setting in, and uh-huh. and it's been yeah, I'm just kind of just kind of now realizing that I'm I'm closing you know closing the book on that and that's that's a really kind of a hard thing for me to to kind of deal with but uh I am the luckiest podcaster in the very short history of podcasting because I've been lucky enough to be on two shows that have an amazing group of guys and an amazing chemistry and and the one thing that I think about as as AC is coming to an end is that I've got this other amazing show with three other guys that I love talking with every week, and I look forward to. And yeah, I can get cranky and angry, but you know that's kind of the that, it's the fun of it because I know that I know that you guys are are there to to kind of clash iron with and have fun <laughs> and we and we all love comics and love doing this and i uh you know i love you guys oh look at it's, that it's, it's 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 a great show and i love being a part of it how many licks does it take to get to the center of a chris neesman apparently three <laughs> oh, oh, oh it's, it's true though no, no but i uh, you know, and we said this, uh, I think off the air, maybe we said it mm-hmm. on the air, but I, I, I said to Chris, you know, it doesn't really have to be the end of AC because there's a door here that's always, always open for, for Sal and Tom forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, and also too on the real, I mean, you know, we're all getting up there in age. I mean, we're certainly in our mid to late thirties, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, actually, are you, uh, Vince, are you in your forties? I forget. Yeah, uh, just by I think I'm 40. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um. <laughs> uh. And, and you know, look, I mean, I, I it's 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 hard. The older you get, the busier you get to make new friends, friends that matter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking on what David said when he, you know, you guys all hung out the uh, at the Chicago Con a couple of years ago and formed that friendship. I mean, you know, I, I I have a lot of different you know worlds that I play in and and different sort of areas of interest. A lot that don't overlap, and it's 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 not common for me to uh to become close to 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 new people um you know because it's very transient the people i come across and stuff and uh it, it's been super easy to become buddies with you guys it's 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 been natural it hasn't been hard and that's i think uh that's been great so uh because so, we're man, awesome come on it's true but also to be i mean to be fair it's it's uh again for me i don't know how it was for you guys but for me it's a it's a really different thing because i i I have spent my entire life being a comics nut, but I had never have had good friends that were into comics. All yeah, of my best friends right. in the world, whether I was a, a kid or even now to this day, you know, the, the guys that 
were in my wedding and are my kids' godfathers. None of them read comics at all. So it's uh, it's it's been just a blast to actually have buddies that I have a lot in common with as human beings who also like to get really geeky and talk about comics. <laughs> even though some of you, even though a lot of times you guys are out of your effing minds, but That's but true. still, yeah. Hey, it's not my fault. I got to be the fucking voice of reason around. Oh <laughs> yeah. Maybe on Bizarro Planet, but uh, not this one. So we got time. I mean, we're we're over yeah. two hours, but it's still this is it's the anniversary episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, the I've been reading something, and it's just like I, I bring it up every week, and I just keep re- it's. I read another three three trades of the hundred bullets, and uh, it, it's. I feel like an imbecile for not reading this book as it was coming out. Cause Dude, I just started watching Deadwood this week. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm through the tenth tenth trade now, and actually, it's all I don't own the last three yet. So I got to stop by Midtown and pick them up because I can't wait for Amazon Prime to send them to me. I, I got to have them tomorrow. I, it, <laughs> Azarello is uh, he and Rizzo. You know, it's, this is another example of Wood, old Wood, not knowing what the fuck he was talking about versus new Wood. The first time I read a hundred bullets, I read like the first two issues and said, "Nah, not for me." I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care for Rizzo's art. I was like, I don't really. This story's not doing it for me. Now I can't deal with the fact that I've only got three trades left. I'm yeah. already weeping over the yeah. fact that this is about to end. I have 25 issues left because this is a this is a universe that Azarella has formed that I would love to read. I would love to read hundreds of years of 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 the uh, of of the thirteen, you know, of the group and 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 the Minutemen. I mean, the Minutemen are just, uh, dude, they're the coolest characters ever. It's just yeah. the 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 intricacies that he has weaved in this book, and how it all interrelates. It's just, it's a masterpiece that defies comparison. Every really every every great once in a while, we're lucky enough. That's something like a hundred and bullets that that a hundred bullets gets created. I mean, it's true. It, it, it's like wow. Okay, this is a, every once in a while. There's something that's special that that pops on. I think scalped is getting close to being kind of like that. Yep, it's strong. Yeah. It's strong. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's different, but it's like yeah. You know what? Special something that that looking back on it. We're gonna be like, okay, yeah, that was that was that was special. And what's the common denominator here? Vertigo. Vertigo. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. The the, sure. the books with the most staying power have all come out of Vertigo. Mm-hmm. At least in the last twenty years. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. At least with like like with a hundred bullets, it happened while you were reading the comics. I mean, you're reading them in Tradewood, but mm-hmm. you know, if 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 you were reading them as as they were coming out or getting the singles and the catching over, I mean, it wasn't like you had to. It's not like the old Alan Moore Swamp thing, or even you know, or, or anything that Gerber wrote, where you have to go back and mm-hmm. and get a huge honking collection. It's you're 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 living in it now. You're 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 enjoying it as it's coming out. So it's it's it's. I think things like that make it a little bit more special. Where it's, I mean, I'll I can look back at at um, at the Lee Kirby Fantastic Four, but it's Burns is, is what jumps out of me because right. I was there when it was going on. And, and yep. unfortunately, I mean, the flip side of that is that I was also around when Miller's run was going on, but it, they're, <laughs> they're just, there are, it, yeah. I, I well, love Claire, Claremont, Paul Smith, X-Men. Absolutely. Well, right. Well, they always say that your golden age is the first, uh, your yeah. first, yep. ex- first exposure to comics. Like mm-hmm. to me, to me, it's the bronze age. There's nothing better. Right. 
So, and that's just because that's when I got dipped in. So, yep, yep. Yeah. And it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, I mean, as, as like what was saying, where there's only three trades left, it's, Renee has all of the trades, but she has yet to finish Strangers in Paradise just because she doesn't want it to end. So she, she, she still holds off on, on not reading those last one or two trades. And, oh, yeah. And, I, uh, I go through that. I go through that. Yeah. You know, you, you look at a hundred bullets, though, you know, a hundred issues of, an incredibly complex and tight story, yeah. and you know, I, it's it, it's hard to compare it to to any other to any other book that's been out there. It's um, um, Jace, have you have you read all the Stray Bullets stuff yet? I've never read Stray Bullets. No, you know, Same okay, that, that that's your that's your next assignment, I think, and, yeah. and we should. Uh, I'm through. I'm through the first big hardcover, but mm-hmm. um, I, I think if you like 100, but now it's different. It, it's yeah, it's, sure. It's it's not it's not a hundred bullets. I think you can take a lot of the the government conspiracy and 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 that kind of stuff out. But um, just as far as you know, a, a big collection of stuff that connects to each other, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of dark and twisted. Um, but yeah. I think I think he may have the same problem with uh, stray bullets as he had with I forget what he was talking about but it was his inability to relate to any of the characters or like any of the characters what, what book was that you were talking about Jason oh b- box office boys right right because there are a lot of scumbags in, yeah, in but, stray but, yeah, bullets but, you know, scumbags yeah. are okay though I mean I love scalped and there's not a redeem again it's not that it's that yeah. it wasn't that I couldn't relate to them Vince it was that I didn't l- I could relate to people like that right, and I don't like those people in real life okay. yeah. I, I, w- I would say to you if you want to dip you're towing to the the stray bullets pool. Read "Murder Me Dead" first because it's a mini series. You'll get the feel for Latham's yeah. style, and it's 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 very comparable to what well, he's doing. Well, there was a stray in, bullets uh, little short story in the noir noir uh, yeah. right anthology, right. right? Yeah, I read yeah. that. So I mean, that was fine. I mean, I enjoyed okay, that. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that was awesome. It, just just <laughs> something that, that Chris is alluding to, though, and I haven't read the, the end of. Uh, Hundred bullets. So let's let's not spoil that for me. But one of the things that I do find fascinating uh, about how we fall in love with these things, we don't want them to end, is that often I think that's why uh, when they do end, we're underwhelmed. And and again, I don't want to speak to hundred bullets because I don't know how it ends. So I'll save my comments there. But there are lots of right TV shows. I think are kind of, people talk about how their TV shows always end in a whimper, whether it be Battlestar Galactica or Sopranos or you know, whatever your right. favorite TV show is. Or, and same thing with with long running uh, uh, comic book series or you know no, novel series where you have a character and you, you read the character and then they finally the you know the, the dark tower. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and and and, and I wonder sometimes because I certainly feel that quite a bit with those with those long epic runs of of different types of media, and I'm like, ah, oh, didn't end the way. But is it because it didn't end well, or is it because it just ended? And and because it ended, we just there's no way it could end satisfactorily, right? Because we right. don't want to. And Chris, you're going to get to that. I think that's one of the reasons that so many of us love. Dead was an amazing show, and it's my favorite TV show of all time. But yeah, I also I heard, it, I heard think, it ended on a whimper. Well, yeah. I think it's also because we know in today's day and age where we are, we do get to peek behind the curtain. We know that there was more Deadpool to be had. You know, we know that it didn't end on that episode because that was the plan. We know it ended because he got in a tiff with HBO and it ended yeah. up being that he didn't finish the, the series. So all of us that love that show know that there was more to the arc and so it hurts that we didn't get it right and it's yeah. like 
Sure. I, I wonder if that's how it is with a lot of the things that we see end because it's just we weren't ready for it. You well, know, I, I, I think I think it's on a case by case basis. You know, I look mm-hmm. at a I look at a series like uh, Babylon Five that at the time I, I considered like a modern masterpiece okay. of of science fiction storytelling. Um, four absolutely amazing seasons with a fifth season that kind of stumbled, but the but the finale, the final one, which I found out later because I think Gabriel Hardman told me was filmed at the end of the fourth season, and they, and knowing that they were going to use it as the last the last right. episode, ended as an absolutely perfect capper for that series. Um, you know, but it, I think it's on a case by case basis. I mean, the last episode of Seinfeld was was garbage, and. You know, I, I, I think it's because we invest a lot of ourselves in these sure. series, and like say say the Sopranos, you you got to know Tony and his family and his relatives and and all those people over the course of I don't know how many seasons. So a lot of the, all these characters almost become topless. They, they almost mm-hmm. become real. And you like to think that you have some influence over the story, even though you really don't. And yep. uh, you know, and you you oh, want comic, thing- comic book fans are the, the worst about that, right? And and I think that's one of the reasons why that last episode of The Sopranos was just ripped to shreds was because it was so ambiguous that it, it right. was it wasn't set in stone yeah. what happened to these characters that are, a blowout. that that are so you know same with so, Battlestar same, same right with Battlestar. right and. Oh, well. uh, so for every mash where your characters did have a happy ending and uh, it, it was extremely well done, you get the ones like like the Sopranos that leave it up to you. And people don't want a lot of things to be left up to them. They want to know. You know I, and the same people that don't want it left up to them will tell you that that's not how that character acts. Or why did he do that? Or that 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 sounds so unlike him. I don't know anybody like that. Do I don't either. It just baffles <laughs> me why anybody would talk that way. But yeah, I I just think it's it's your level of involvement in the, in the series. Like I have a, an idea where Lost is going. Uh, will I be disappointed if it doesn't end that way? Maybe I don't know. But uh, eight episodes left, dude. I I know or how nine, I, yeah, I know how I want it to end. But mm-hmm. is that going to happen? Who knows. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it's 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 hard to wrap it all up, but whenever it happens and it happens right and it happens well, you know it. And whenever it doesn't, well, unfortunately, you know it. And yeah. you know, it's um, I, I don't think that you should ever judge the a body of a work, you know, a body of work on on a final chapter. It's mm-hmm. um, you know, judge it, judge it as a whole. And sometimes the last chapter, for whatever reason, doesn't resonate as well as it should. But it doesn't mean that everything that preceded it was was bad. Right. Um, you kinda know, like, kind of like Sandman. You know, I was you know on staying on the staying on the Straczynski um, topic. I was thinking about um, oh god, what well, his big series, um, Spider-Man, ri- 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 <laughs> Rising Stars. Um, oh yeah, Supreme Power. The, the, and I was I went back on on Sal's recommendation and I and I reread Rising Stars and um, as a whole it reads incredibly well and wraps up really really well. Supreme Power so disappointed that 
the that the whole story wasn't told because it was starting to set up that there was a very big story to tell there yeah. and it's and it's never going to happen and that's disappointing but are the first 24 issues of you know, supreme power power supreme you know whatever are they are they bad no they're still great but yeah. there'll never be an end to that story but those right. issues are still really, really good. So, kind of like to keep it in the Straczynski camp. It's kind of like uh, I forget the name of the the Rangers show. Is it called The Sword or? Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. just because that show wasn't exactly as good as Babylon Five, it doesn't taint Babylon Five at all. Exactly, you know, or at least the first, first four seasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Fifth season minus the finale, which was awesome. Yes. I've never seen uh, Babylon Five. Oh, the Shadow World! Oh, awesome! You're, you're Zaha get, Doom. You're getting ready, Zaha Doom. Uh, you're getting ready to enter Doctor Who territory because that <laughs> that's serious. The, the series is amazing, but it's rapidly becoming dated because you're you're dealing with early 1990s CGI. Which in 1990 through 95 was awesome, but in 2010 it's like, wow, that's that's that doesn't look so great. I, I you wouldn't have a lot of that jerky, uh, realistic camera movement in Bab- in uh, Battlestar Galactica if Straczynski didn't do it in Babylon Five. Oh, I, I I still love it. I I've, yeah. I I've got all five seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. I still watch them. They're into um, Jason. There are episodes that are written by Harlan Ellison. There are episodes. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah I, I definitely. It's one of the Neil, things. Yeah, Neil Gaiman wrote mm-hmm. episodes. It's brilliant. It's um, uh, Straczynski is is one of the only people that has ever written an entire twenty two episode season he wrote every single episode of season two wasn't it vince oh i think it was three wasn't it i don't know but yeah you're right he he wrote he wrote an entire season it's amazing stuff but it's rapidly becoming dated just because of the special effects of it right right. that that happens yeah 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 i don't think it's dated but that's again it's opinion And, and jason because Fowler and I were talking about this, you you have you have the Netflix the Netflix streaming, right? I do indeed. Yes. All right. You have an assignment. Oh jeez. <laughs> okay. You, you are to watch Doctor Who, City of Death. City of Death. All right. Let me write this down here. Okay. okay. Be- be- it seems to disagree. Oh, that's interesting. No, that's. I mean, I, yeah, that's a well, good actually, one. Actually, have have Vince pick something in and in, uh, compare okay. to. Come, okay. on, come on, Vince. Is that not- I like City of Death. I think it's good. And and who wrote it? Uh, Tara. Um, oh, come assuming on. Assuming Douglas Adams, because that's why you guys want me to watch it. It was it was it was written by Douglas Adams under okay. his pen name, and mm-hmm. it is conceptually one of the greatest things ever. Period. <laughs> ever. How about this? I, I promise to watch it before C two E two. How's this? Okay, oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it's it's my favorite it's my favorite Doctor Who. Um, so is it fair uh, to say if I don't enjoy this one, I'm probably not into Doctor Who? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's pretty awesome. Okay. It is really good. <laughs> Pressure, though. Uh, and J- Jason, you have an inroads into uh, Babylon Five with Myra Ferlin, who plays Rousseau in Lost. 
Oh, very she's, cool. She, she's okay. a huge part of Babylon 5. She plays Delenn, uh, Sheridan's love interest. It's funny because uh, it seems like not an episode of Lost goes by that I'm not pointing out some character from Deadwood to, to my wife, and she's like, "Every I know every goddamn show has someone from Deadwood. I know, and it's true. Pretty much like every show has at least somebody that was from Deadwood. Yeah, six degrees of Deadwood. That's there right. Go. There you go. That's right. All um, right. Well, we we're, we're wrap up. yeah, we got to wrap up. We're two and a half right, hours. Cool. Well, before we do our our typical goodbyes, uh, one thing Chris and I uh, are are uh, all set and ready to go with the the oh, uh, the 11-0 Sluggers Fantasy Baseball League. Yes. Uh, and Is so that far really the have, name? Yeah, 11 Sluggers, baby. When, when's when's uh, the draft? When's yeah, the draft, the draft is uh, is online live draft on uh, Tuesday, March 30th, 9 o'clock Eastern. So okay. uh, in third third coast time, that'll be a little earlier. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, we've gotten a few questions about it. Uh, we have 11 members signed in. I think there's another person, I have to check, that's been invited but hasn't signed in yet but said they wanted to. Uh, we're willing to go up to 14 um, so theoretically, we have either two or three more spots open. We don't need to have them filled, but certainly, if you're uh, if you're an active fantasy baseballer and want to join a free league with uh, some of us and y- yuck it up, um, it is available. If you are, please either drop me an email uh, or a uh, PM on our forums and give me your email address, and I will send you out the invite. And uh, that's about it. But either way, we're locked and loaded. I mean, we have enough to have a nice league as it is, and uh, I'm pretty psyched for it. I'm, it's baseball season, baby. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. And this uh, lovingly uh, crafted. Whatever, crafted episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Spectacular discounts. Not going to find them any lower. Higher, Right. Uh, right. higher discounts, big I'm discounts, confused. huge Wamba discounts. Do you want to get fifty to seventy-five percent off your books? Everybody does. Go to D- Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Check them out and look into the Summit City Comic Con. And and just to tie it into the discounts, we are underway with the challenge or comic of the month, where we're going to vote on a new release that's coming that that that's in. Yeah, that month's previews, and the winner will receive an extra discount in DCBS. So wow. you know that. I'm going to vote for shit I haven't read. Exactly. Well, this yeah. is all for <laughs> this is in preview, so it's it's ideal for it's basically a challenge just to get people out of their comfort zones. It could be a number one issue, it could be a first issue, it could be a jumping on point, it could, but it's it's um, it's open to all the publishers, and and we're working out the rules so so there isn't. Uh, no publisher can win twice in a row, so so this way there isn't you know constant Marvel or DC or or, or Image books. Everybody gets gets a chance to play, and uh, the voting will be open. Come to the forum to uh, check out the rules. Everything's still being worked on. The Dark Horse solicits went up. We'll have some more solicits from the other publishers coming up in the next week or so. So by the by the time that the previews comes out or or before the DCBS site is updated for April, we'll have our April pick, and nice. uh, and and that'll be for July or June. But that'll be for yeah for the for the, for whatever month solicit it, it is. So that, that is that, awesome. That's, that's neat. Yeah, and uh, I know we did a little bit of backslapping this episode. We don't usually do that, but I mean, considering yeah. it's it's episode one hundred, what the hell? But I, I think we should take our time to think uh, to thank DCBS for sponsoring this mess. That is awesome that they do that, and I very much appreciate it. And 
I got to thank every one of you fools who listen yep. to this show yes. and <laughs> stop by our forum and shoot the shit with us digitally. Uh, it wouldn't be nearly as fun without you guys. And uh, I, I, I'm probably speaking for everybody when I say thank you very much for, for being there. Give yeah. yourselves a round of applause. We really appreciate it. And... Whoa, in your travels, do yourself a favor. It's not going to sell many copies, and, and if we can generate some more sales for this thing, all the better. Go out and get Siege number three. See? It's <laughs> so good. Oh. It's so freaking good. Today, this came out today, so make sure you all, for those that haven't read it, I don't know why you wouldn't have, but Mysterious the Unfathomable Trade Paperback came That's out right. tonight. Yep. Yep. Uh, you stole mine, you fucker. The, I'm sorry. But but the the book that I want people to check out is, is one that I read over the weekend. Came out a week or two ago. Um, Punisher Max Butterfly. It's a one shot written by uh, Valerie Durazio, art by uh, Lawrence Campbell and uh, Lee Lowridge. It's a, I was pissed when I got to the end of the book, but but in a good wow. way. And it's it's wow. it's a really cool um and for people who are like, Oh my god, nobody can rent Punisher like 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 Garth or, or Mike Barron or anybody like that, this is this is a this is a really punch to the gut I feel Punisher story. It's it's pretty cool. I hope to talk about it next week when, when other people I mean it's been out, so people I think people who ha- are going to read it have read it. But uh since I talked about first wave this week and we talked about Marvel with Siege, I I give it a pass till next week. Wow. Is Pia Zadora in that? No. Nobody, nobody's going to that. <laughs> oh, well. uh, I'm going to suggest a Marvel book. I know Gap and Thor. <gasps> the best book that Marvel has on the shelf. Season number three. <laughs> is Agents of Atlas versus the Avengers. Woo! Nice. Woo! Go and buy that book. And beautiful, bask in beautiful its, Hardman artwork. Ba- bask in its glory and... and and darn it, Jeff Parker writes really fun comics. He books. does. Oh, speaking and, of Jeff uh, Parker, duh, well, he he's writing some of the Fall of the Hulk's books. Yes, so he is. There you go. Yeah. Wow. And, and you're yeah. right. Uh, a few of us will be uh, hanging out with uh, Gabe Hartman uh, next true. weekend. Uh, and uh, I guess. Uh, oh, is that I, next weekend? Yep. Yeah. Yes. It oh, is. nice. Mm-hmm. And Weezy and, and, uh, and Walt as well. He <laughs> can't wait for that. Can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Pimp, pimp, it's the it's the CGS Super Show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we were going. Yeah, yeah C- CGS Super Show. Exactly. It's uh, it's Reading, PA, right in Vince's neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> bunch of us are shacking up in a hotel room in beautiful downtown Reading, uh, and uh, and it was hanging up. out. But it's gonna, it's going to be a great time. A lot, a lot of people what's from the, the floors we know. What's and, the, uh, the tallest tallest building in Reading? It's got to be the Days Inn. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea about that. <laughs> That just completely went over my head. But, uh, but yeah, but we're staying. Don't... We'll be there all three days. So yeah. if you want to see me and Wood and Andy and and Gabriel Hardman and, and, I, and, oh, and Alan's uh, going, and, and there'll be a few. There'll be yeah, he's going and uh, and, and and uh, awesome. Julian Julian Lytle and uh, and Wachter and uh, a lot of tons of people and man, and we're Marty and, uh, sort of cool kids. That's and right. Walt Simonson hopefully... and Louise Simonson will be there. Gabe Hardman. That's um, awesome. Yeah, Who else? hopefully uh, my buddy Mike. Uh, I haven't heard from him, but uh, oh, we're going to we're gonna get totally messed up. Why? Why? With all those people there? Oh, oh, me- oh! I thought you met. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, all right, well, let me let me let's wrap this bitch up. Uh, in your travels, uh, came out today. Um, <laughs> save save yourself the money you'd waste buying that that silly Twilight graphic novel, and <laughs> oh, and Jesus. spend a few shekels on the American Vampire first issue. 
yeah. Vertigo's first book. It's uh, it's by Scott Schneider and Stephen King with uh, art by Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, it's the vampire book on the shelves that you should be reading, people. Wow. Raphael Albuquerque. Donuts. So, <laughs> thank, Do math. So he's Krusty and Homer. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, Which is perfect. kind of fitting, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, thanks for being here with us for all these 100 episodes and all our, our bullshit. Uh, we got a lot of things going on in the forum, uh, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. In honor of episode 100, we released the first Ill Pickle special, which is a whole mess of viewer uh, hotline messages or listener hotline messages it's a lot of fun it's like an hour and a half it's 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 great and, and there's a bunch of uh neat goings on on our forum so do that and join us here next week when we'll be back to normal as much as normal That's as right. we can yeah so no more self platitudes no none of that shit yeah all right normal chris damn what touchy bastard with your i remember sh- when <laughs> hey all right people <laughs> Moment of compassion. It won't fucking happen again. That's right. That, that heart is back to being cold and hard again. There you Step go. On your throat on the way out. And like Chris right. said, so run out and buy. One moment right. of fucking weakness. It's so fitting. Go out and buy siege number three and out of Chris. Hey, we'll see you Fuck next week, people. We right, love later. you so much. Say bye. Bye. Oh, jeez. Like that? I do. Long in the tooth, long in the tooth. I'm looking round the corner and I'm long in the tooth. Waiter, hey, chip, please, in the corner. I'm feeling rather long in the tooth.